Hi, this is Movies, a podcast about the actors. Let's talk about this Bollywood fan website. Um, so there's a, we, we got listed uh, for Mass State Lottery on BollyFan.com. And it has um, plenty of bios for the actors. That's not the entire cast. This is not even in order. Uh, we're just taking a look at this right now uh, real quick. That, that's not the correct cast order. That's not everyone who's in the cast. Uh, there are people who are much higher ranked that are not featured here on this page. But this is what I found today because I like to do routine Google searches of, of the movie. <laughs> that's me. They squished my Freak. picture so I look a little chubbier than I actually am. That's fine. <laughs> um, what's, what's Hobo Mock? That's one of Jake's old short films. Oh. So that's from, wow. from uh, IMDb. <clears throat> Frank, oh, you got okay. any IMDb listings? Have I you? Don't no. no? Oh, I'm actually, very, I think you yeah. you do. I think you do for this show. I think Frank Austin oh, comes out, and you're probably like the Frank Austin XII or something. That's a pretty sure, common yeah. name. XVX, yeah. I uh, interesting. I, I made an effort to try to add every episode of movies to IMDb somewhat recently, which was uh, an incredible task to undertake. As we've done, what episode is this, Hans? I don't. You don't even uh, number them anymore on, on YouTube. No, I don't. Um, it's just, it's better that way. It's like, oh, we're talking about Resident Evil this week. All right, people will check that out. If it's episode 209. Okay, well, that They're seems both looking. early early and too late. So It's 174 out, so this would be... No, no, no. If, if 174 is out, then on Patreon, we have best movies watched in 2021, best movies of 2021, uh, we did the show on RoboCop, and we did what did we do last? Do you remember who do we have on? Who is the guest? Do we, when did we record last? We've been on hiatus a little bit. Um, <laughs> I I fucking what can you do? Oh, Resident Evil! I just said that we had we had uh, Kyle Girardi on who directed oh, the Perfect right, Life. Yeah. That's a weird little short film. You might like that, Frank. I don't know. Um, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. What we're talking about tonight is a Marvel Comics classic character. Uh, this is not the first time we're delving into Marvel on this show. We did cover, once upon a time, Avengers Endgame and Avengers. I don't even understand why we did those shows. I think it was just us planning. Yeah, we were just saying, oh, this sucks. This is horrible. Why are we watching this? Yeah. But these movies, these Punisher movies that we're going to be talking about, um, there's a lot of range here. You get different flavors of, of comic book eras with, with each one, I think. Um, from 89, where they're still not really sure if they should lean into yeah. the comic book aspects, to 2004, where it's like, well, maybe we can market this the same way you know, Spider-Man was marketed, to 2008, where, I, honestly, I don't even really know where to fit that in because it's not like the Dark Knight at all. It's much more like Batman Forever or one of those movies. Um, but I'm excited rated to... R. What, rated what, R about Batman Forever? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll save the comments about the, the earlier Punisher films for when we get there. Um, but Frank, I, I think we were talking about the, the, the Punisher TV show when you were on last for the family man and the weatherman, a classic yeah. double feature natural, there. Natural transition to talking about the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the weatherman. So, I, I mean, what, what is this? What is this? I have my cop lighting going right now in honor of Frank Castle. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what is your relationship? Uh, 
the character. Epilepsy warning at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it could be much worse. I could I could turn it up, and it would be actually <laughs> epileptic. Um. Anyway, is the Punisher like one of your more uh, preferable comic book characters? Or I, yeah, I think like as far as Marvel stuff goes, I always like the Punisher the most. I like when I was a kid, I was really into X-Men, the, you know, the cartoon was big. So like, uh, that was an easy watch, but, uh, Punisher was always more fun to read like in the comics than most of the other Marvel stuff. I I didn't, I never got super into reading like issues of comics when I was a kid, but, uh, like the Punisher stuff that I picked up was always really cool. I just, I mean, cut around all the superhero stuff. He just shoots people. Yeah. it also had one of the best arcade games, uh, beat em ups. Uh, there is. I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but I spent a lot of Costa Rican coins in that <laughs> Punisher arcade game. No, uh, I well, the I mean, the Punisher I was most familiar with, I think, as a kid anyway, through Spider Man because he would pop up from time to time as a Spider Man villain. I think that's how he he started. Maybe I could might might have this wrong. That's how he started out in the comic books, or at least in the animated series. I remember he came up as uh, one of his, you know, opponents. Same with Blade. They tried to throw in those darker Marvel characters and you know put them in that cartoony world where they didn't even have guns. I'm pretty sure the police on the Spider Man animated series were not allowed. Gun- they had laser guns. So that's the kind of you know cartoon we're dealing with here but i remember getting the punisher 1989 on dvd at walmart finding it in the five dollar bin i was like is this the same punisher because he doesn't have the skull if i recall correctly there's no skull in the first movie at all yeah it's just more of a he's more of a leather daddy (laughs) than (laughs) any other punisher Yeah, there's no skull in the first movie. It was also, I didn't realize this until I looked after I watched it, but it was a direct-to-video release in the U.S. Really? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. they didn't. They they played it in theaters internationally, but direct-to-video here. Now, I, 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 this movie falls into the same category as something like the Captain America with Matt Salinger, J.D. Salinger's son, uh, where I think that might have also been direct-to-video, and I found that at a blockbuster, and you know, there, there were these movies that just nobody was really talking about that fell completely below the radar. And if you watch them now, you can find a lot of entertainment in them. And I had a lot of fun with this Punisher movie that I don't think I had when I was watching it as like a 10 year old or 11 year old, I kind of felt, uh, you know, uh, like I, like I had gotten uh, something robbed of me because it wasn't a particularly comic booky film. It felt just like a Dolph Lundgren cop movie from the eighties with, with Louis Gossett Jr. Um, but then I, wa- I pulled it up on YouTube just a couple of days ago. And I was like, damn, this is a much more over the top, enjoyable film than I remember. I mean, this might be, <clears throat> excuse me, the best of the three movies, but I mean, mm-hmm. we can get into that. So what, what is your particular opinion on this Punisher 89 so- film? I, it's not my favorite of the three. I don't want to like spoil stuff for later, but it's not my favorite of the three, but you're right. And you sort of know what you're in for pretty early. Like they go from Dolph Lundgren meditating naked in a sewer mm-hmm. to Dolph Lundgren yeah. driving a remote controlled semi truck with a bottle of booze to go bum fishing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, you, it's very early on, you know that this is going to be a certain type of fun. And like, I enjoyed it watching I, I probably haven't watched it in like 20 years at this point but i loved watching it this time i was having a great time lucasa jr is hilarious uh what his character's name is berkowitz or something like that yeah. which 
Like they just, they really do the New York cop thing perfectly. Yeah, for certain. Hans, I know you were saying you had a blast with two of the movies and one was a struggle. Yeah, 2004 was just... <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to 2004. That, yeah. one I have, that one, I that was also a surprise for me, um, similar to the 89 one. And even Warzone, when I watched Warzone, I was like, wow, this movie's not what I thought I was walking into. Um, but 89 Punisher, go ahead. Uh, we thought of uh, Robocop very recently. Yeah. And it feels like it's like a shared world, kind of, because... Uh, uh, the way that the movie is, even the, the way that it's shot and everything is very, I mean, it's not similar, but you could, you could see that if they were trying to make a shared universe, let's say with Robocop, like they would fit in like the same, at least years or like the same city, maybe, even though it's not. Um, I was very surprised by it. I've ne- I had no expectations. I really knew nothing about the movie. I'm not a huge uh, Dolph Lundgren fan. Uh, maybe uh i should start watching uh movies like it happened with nicholas cage where i just started enjoying them without knowing you know in the last episodes we talked about but um yeah uh very gritty and very uh like weird um uh like trying to be like hot at times but it's very awkward so it doesn't really work you know like that scene where he's just butt naked he's like i don't understand if this is supposed to be like trying to be sexy in a comic book movie like who's the target audience for this that's why i think it's like kind of letter daddy-ish like from around that time very uh judas priest what's his name rob halford uh reminded me of in in, in parts but uh yeah it was fun he, there was a lot of violence that i wasn't expecting and the kill count was very high too which which i was surprised by so i i enjoyed myself a, a lot that was the first one i watched too of the three he throws a knife through a geisha's head at one point in the movie i was wowed by that i was like where yeah. where where is this punisher in the thomas jane movie um yeah this director this is the only film he handled i he does have a wikipedia page where he lists where he worked as a production assistant on a number of films so uh presumably he's been handling this wikipedia himself it was written by bose yakin who was set to helm the Batman Beyond movie back in 2001, maybe. Um, and he, his you know, resume is not all that impressive either. He wrote uh, Now You See Me in all those, those films. But this is where he got his start. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this one is my favorite. Uh, I think it might be the best or most consistent overall of, of the three because it's just exactly what you said. It feels completely in the same texture or something like robocop um but i think it's a certainly interesting piece of and maybe one of the stronger pieces of uh, marvel comics filmmaking that predates the year 2000 um but yeah you do have this you have captain america you have i mean blade is kind of a turning point a little bit what fantastic four uh what's that what year was blade i that totally was forget 97 or 98 mm-hmm. yeah so uh, 98 yeah yeah, this feels more in line with with Captain America and Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, which we mm-hmm. watched that Fantastic Four movie for Civic TV, which is basically this show, but we're just watching movies live. And um, that was very daring with its choice of making Mr. Fantastic uh, fall in love with the invisible girl when she's like seven years old and uh, adopted. Yeah. It's a fucking weird, weird movie. Mm. 
he gives her like sexy eyes and she's seven <laughs> right they it's meet very... they meet when he's like 35 and she's seven and then Jesus. they cut ahead five minutes later and she's 18 and then he's like whoa you grew up you're quite attractive hey you want to go to space with me look too so. closely at all of the producer credits in that one you'll get <laughs> yeah. nobody can live within 500 yards of a school <laughs> Um, any other comments on Punisher 89 before we get to this uh, John Travolta classic? I I think that this is a really fun Dolph Lundgren movie. Like, I think he's he's clearly having a really good time in it. It's also like it's 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 ridiculous. Like it's 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 great. Uh, they have a Dutch guy with a Dutch accent playing the head of an Italian mafia family. Like, mm. you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, and as far I think you're right about pre 2000 Marvel movies where like this is it's perfect for what it is you know you can't I I don't really have any faults with it unlike (laughs) yeah hold on before we move on uh, I like (laughs) that uh, Dolph Lundgren wasn't like a professional fighter in it like he was kind of sloppy with his punches and it it didn't really feel like uh he was just going to win at all times because he did get beat up a little bit but his movements weren't i don't know if it was just not well rehearsed or maybe he's just like that but uh i like that it 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 looked like a little of uh like like he had a little bit of vulnerability with the way he was fighting because he wasn't that great at it so that added a little to the character that i wasn't expecting because usually a punisher just you know kicks ass or, or kills people with guns and also um i like the fact that they hit his face for most of the movie so a lot of the times he was just either in shadows or there was a lot of smoke or something covering his face so you wouldn't see who the Punisher is as he punishes, I guess. Uh, I felt like that was a, a, a pretty cool touch of that. That feel, I don't remember a filmmaker, you just mentioned it, but uh, I like uh, that, uh, that they didn't Goldblatt. really reveal his they didn't really reveal his face until like an hour in, I think. You know, this is the first time I realized that uh, Dolph Lundgren didn't sound like Ivan Drago in real life. I was stunned that he could just speak he sounds, uh, fluent English. He, he sounds like he's making a, a bad Stallone impression in this movie. The whole oh, yeah, kind bit. of. That's a, good, that's a good observation. You know, I think one of the strengths of the Marvel movies that predate 2000 is that they seem to lean more into the genre that the hero or character exists in more than anything superhero related. But also because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I think, especially during this time, they were probably very ashamed of the comic book stigma. So they knew who their audience, they, they thought their audience was like 40 year old dads who would rent this movie at Blockbuster thinking it's some gritty cop film. It is a gritty cop film, but yeah, it has the, the Marvel component. So things change when X-Men is released in 2000 and then Spider-Man is released in 2002. And suddenly Avi Arad is uh, trying to make as many of these movies as possible to to line his wallet and you get daredevil in 2003 a lot of people don't like that daredevil movie i'll tell you right now it's the best incarnation of daredevil that exists <laughs> you're not um, wrong and what else what else happened during this time fantastic four is rebooted Electra. in 2005 that's a little that that's about the same time 2005 2004 who, who are we uh, hulk hulk happens mm-hmm. you have uh, uh yeah. Lee's hulk and, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Because I I could never get through it. I've never seen Hulk. It. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's it might. I mean, it might be. I haven't 
watched it since it came out so but I, I had no desire to ever go back to it again but uh is it very emotional very internal struggle of the character i mean that's kind of all no. hulk stuff i'd have to i'd have to go back and watch it again to have like a, a more informed opinion on it i guess it's been a while i remember my cousin was so hyped up about it and brought the game over and the game was fun and then i rented it when it came out i didn't go see it in theaters and um it was like an hour of just eric banna turmoil like what you're saying hans but it was also the way that it was edited and composed was like a comic book and um it was to me anyway at the time very inaccessible and there wasn't a clear-cut villain or anything until the end where i believe it was uh nick nolte who looks like nick nolte in his mugshot um around that time in the movie uh he, he look he's um who's the water villain from spider-man i'm pretty sure he plays that character like the water the, villain the water okay. version of sandman I don't <laughs> here's look trust uh, me. there's a water version there's a water sandman. guy yeah the uh, uh, yeah so sure. he's that guy kind water of. man yeah, that's right. right yeah no i how could i forget water man it's, you're right hans thank you for for, for for tagging out and getting that um so i i always found it very deeply boring especially compared to the other movies, which were just very snappy, very fast-paced. Um, but it was a real golden age. If you were a Marvel fan, you were finally getting these movies on the big screen with some notable actors in the roles. And there didn't seem to be a hang-up about making a cohesive thing. You got your X-Men movies. There was like a tease that maybe Daredevil would show up. That never happened. I think Elektra might have had some mutant characters come up in it as, mm. as the villains. Um, they played with the supernatural, supernatural there a little bit. And then eventually, what, 2004, we get The Punisher. And we get The Punisher from, who's the director of this movie? Hans, do you know off the top of your head? No, I'll check. Oh. <clears throat> I have the page open right here. It does not even say The, Pun okay. the Punisher's uh, director in the first paragraph. Jonathan, Jonathan. Hensley. Yeah. Ooh. Hold on a second. Uh, I think we went to the same college. How about that? So Jonathan mm -hmm. Hensley, director of the, no, he didn't direct the saint, but he worked on Armageddon, the saint, Con Air, Jumanji, Die Hard with Brother. a Vengeance. This is his directorial debut. He did a version of the Irishman, kill the Irishman in 2011. Uh, and a movie called the ice road with Liam Neeson in 2021. That looks like a red box original. Oof. So that i feel Why like his he... career makes a lot of sense when you watch this movie he's it's uh he's not so much the punisher in this movie as he is like a pranks guy oh he's yeah got a lot of, <laughs> he, he's got a lot of pranks he doesn't uh he doesn't <laughs> shoot so many people so much as he just like pulls practical jokes on him yeah it's very ashton kutcher's punisher which is <laughs> right for the time. Um, he's kind of, uh, all right. So first of all, Frank Castle really loves playing dress up and acting. So he's this undercover guy and, you know, he fakes his death. Well, so they have a reason to kill like some his, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you like his slick forward hair? That was, that was great to remember those 2000, what, eight, 2004? 2004. Yeah, that's like the first scene too. He just shows up and looks like goofy with a hair like that. He's just like, ah, it's already <laughs> not a cool <laughs> Punisher at all. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> what do you guys make of Thomas Jane as an actor? Because I feel like he's not bad, but he he no. winds up in so many piece of shit movies. 
Yeah, I uh, I read a little bit of stuff on him uh, when after watching this because I was sort of curious. I was like, man, he he just has such a forgettable career, you know? Like, yeah, uh, he really he doesn't he never hits, uh, and you can see that he had some ability. He talks he 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 does okay uh, in certain scenes and stuff. Like he holds up his end, but uh. what do you guys think is his biggest movie? uh maybe well he was in boogie nights right but he didn't lead that film he's good in boogie Mm -hmm. nights uh but he's a pretty minor supporting character this was one of his bigger ones he was in the mist in 2008 or 2007 Mm -hmm. that one i think critically has held up the best even though i i have a contrarian opinion for that movie he's he's good in thin red line the part that he plays in thin red line is yeah solid he was in uh, Dreamcatcher. Dream oh, that, right. Damn, we should story. do a show on Dreamcatcher. <laughs> that movie. Oh, better watch that again. Oh. I saw it in the theater, I remember. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you showed up for that? You paid to see that? You should be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. God. Right. Frank, have you ever seen Dreamcatcher? I haven't. Sounds horrible. It's about, uh, this was after Stephen, I think this was the first book Stephen King wrote after his car accident. And he was like, mm. you know what we're going to do? We're going to do weasels that enter your intestines and you shit them out and they tear you apart. Okay. So that's the movie and it's a dense book and the book is fine. They squeeze it into a 90 minute feature with Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, the guy from Homeland, the redhead, mm-hmm. was it Damien something. And who am, who am I forgetting? Damien Lewis. Yeah. And Timothy Morgan Wolfe. Freeman. Morgan Freeman's got giant, oh, crazy eyebrows. Can we just pull that up real quick? <laughs> Tom Sizemore going through uh, heroin withdrawals, probably. Uh, He's in the movie. He's great. He's always great. He should have played the Punisher. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, God. Why? Which Punisher character is this? (laughs) It looks like Um, for a serious Stephen King movie, you wouldn't (laughs) think they would do this, but yeah. Yeah, it's bad. That 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 was helmed by Lawrence Kasdan, who's like a respectable mm. director. He did the Big Chill. He Star Wars. He, he wrote the Star Wars early Star Wars and the later mm-hmm. ones, um, and um, Body Heat. But that movie, my God, what uh, what a mess! I put that on on HBO Max recently, and that was a fun watch for about mm. an hour, and then I got tired of it. <laughs> uh, this was also on HBO too? Max. A... Punisher. What? Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a. I think it was two hours. So. Thomas Jane, listen, I, I think he got a raw deal with this Punisher movie. I don't think this movie suffers because of him. I think hmm. he's plenty capable. And apparently there's a short film. I don't know. Have you seen the short film he did? I haven't. Uh, was it previous to this? No, it was after. Uh, hmm. There's a Punisher short film called Dirty Laundry that he did with Ron hmm. Perlman. 2012. 2012. You want to pull that up real quick? Yeah. Uh we can take a look at that. That was uh, when they started doing those unauthorized uh, fan films with oh yeah, yeah. actors. So um, I, I know he since has been like, yeah, I didn't really enjoy doing that movie, but I like the character, so I couldn't turn it down. Um, I, 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 you know, he seems like he's always wanted to go back to that, and that that's clearly why he wound up doing a fan film. Hmm. Uh, 2016 so this is a re-upload 
There's a yeah, Venom one well. of these that is not not that bad, and it's a re, kind of a remake of um, Man Bites Dog, the hmm. the French movie. Cool place. Oh, maybe I have seen this. This looks very familiar. We don't have to watch the whole thing. Just uh, I would say skip ahead a little bit. I can't hear a damn thing, Hans. You want to want to adjust that volume? It's nothing happening. <laughs> Did they use the Dark Knight soundtrack? <laughs> Where are you running? I need to carry you. Come on now. Is that fake New York Yankees hat? Yo, no, Punisher only in New York. Get him out of Tampa. But he's, he's defending sluts now. What what is this? All right, How be careful. Hey, listen. His family. Be careful with this audio. They use the track from The Dark Knight where Michael Jai White gets that uh, pencil through his eye. Okay. Uh, no, no, he doesn't die that way, but he dies another way. And that's the track. That wow. Plays. Hold on, hold on one second. That's the horrendous. <laughs> they, they could afford Thomas Jane and Ron Perlman. They couldn't afford a Yankees cap. Why did you just... When did you just have a hat that says New York? You don't need a fake Yankees hat. It looks so this is what you see like a terrible. Chinese man on the subway wearing, thinking he's, <laughs> he's supporting his city. This is horrible. Um, can, does he don the skull? Can we see that? I think he's doing laundry. Oh, there's a oh. bullet hole, hole there. Some black child. He's getting bullied. Yep. I mean, penguin. <laughs> Got some casings in the pocket. They're just bullying a ten-year-old boy. The street. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kid. <laughs> All right, just gonna so kill the kid he's, for he's gonna save him, right? Where'd his hat go? Okay. All right. This, this the audio version. <laughs> this is so bad right now. Come on, let's 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 get to it. Seven up. Oh, there, oh. there he is. Oh, he plays an invalid. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love the A sanitation grade. The Punisher drinks Yoo-Hoo. Yeah. And vodka. Six months sober. He didn't pay for it? Fucking animals. Makes you want to do Did he dye his facial hair for this? Looks like it, huh? Yeah. That was me standing right where you are now, looking out that door. The only difference was a little girl back then. Okay, we don't, again, we don't have to watch the whole thing. Now. Let's just get to the action. We've been looking at him giving moody stares for the past four minutes. The audio version of the show is horrible. Kid. Yeah. I just, I love that... Uh... Oh no, he's gonna waste a bottle of Jack Daniels? Doesn't he have guns anymore? Oh. 
respect the blood. Yeah. I respect that they dare to make a white guy kill a bunch of black men on the street. <laughs> you don't see that very often anymore. Oh, the bottle didn't break. You think All they right. made this as like a covert, like, hey, Jack Daniels, if you want to buy this as an advertisement. <laughs> they made sure to get the label in the shot as he revealed it. So those who are listening and oh. not watching the episode, uh, the pressure oh. just took down a bunch of people with a bottle of Jack Daniels. So he broke his arms and legs. Uh, he poured one for the homie. <laughs> oh. oh boy. It's gonna set him on fire, you think? Oh yeah. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so corny. Walking away. Okay, laundry. Laundry is about to be done. Okay, cue the CG fire. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. The gift. <laughs> Fire gift behind him. That's cool. Alright, so he didn't punish. He just So this this is the, the Christopher Nolan era of the Punisher that we missed out on. This is a little gap to be bridged before we get to John Bernthal. Yeah, um, I don't know which if I prefer this or the movie. I think they both kind of stink. <laughs> well, the for... movie has John Travolta in a hairpiece. Oh, there's <laughs> damn! That was a Walmart Punisher shirt. Did you see that shit? <laughs> they just fucking printed that up. That looked fresh and wrinkled. Damn! Um, you got John Travolta. You got what's his name? Will Patton. Will Patton. Will Patton. He's. I mean, he's. He always tries, no matter where he shows up. <laughs> he tries. He. He's he tries real hard in this one. Yeah, he kisses a dude at some point. He's <laughs> you know he's really going for it. Um, but also ben. you, uh, uh, don't even say his name, Ben Foster. I was embarrassed. He's a good actor. This fucking yeah. sucked. God damn, who thought putting Ben Foster and John Panette as John as the punishers, as the yeah. Punisher sidekicks in this movie was going to well, be a good idea? First of all, who thought that? having sidekicks for the Punisher was a good idea. I think we could start there. Like, that well, didn't work at all for me. He has a sidekick. Uh, what's his name? Micro. Micro. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we get, what's from Seinfeld? We get Newman from Seinfeld. And he's a Newman. pretty okay. Yeah. 
micro. Yeah. I don't think he's bad. Mm-hmm. He could have hammed it up. He didn't. He played it pretty straight. And then on the show, we have the guy from Girls who uh, ate, what's the anchor's name? Brian Williams, his daughter's ass on that one episode <laughs> of Girls. That guy shows up as micro. So uh, that's not John Panette in this movie. John Panette's just John Panette, uh, just- fat comedian passed away um, yeah he's just fat yeah. and kind of gay in it yeah yes, <laughs> just like right. you know it's comedy yeah so uh you have him you have ben foster trying to do a character with a lisp uh who's like a gamer Ooh. i guess that's mm-hmm. like like lip rings and and mm-hmm. uh, very alternative uh, kind of guy for 2004 and there's then you, two it, there's two audience inserts in this movie one is a gamer with three lip rings and the other's a fat guy who yeah. sings opera <laughs> lip syncs opera and well, they, uh, they ended up not making it about his family anymore right like he just wants to take revenge because they were mean to his friends no they it's it, the he the beginning of the movie is the the family thing right, right. they so, go yeah. they go extreme with it they're like no we're gonna kill his whole family this time yeah. it's gonna be oh yeah extended <laughs> family as well we're gonna kill we're gonna bring out roy scheider from retirement yeah. he's gonna die in a couple of years he's gonna play the punisher's dad he and... won't he won't act in any scenes less than 50 feet away from a beach is the is the deal <laughs> <laughs> like so deal. <laughs> they they really go all out here where it's just like yeah everyone you've ever been related to is gonna die um which did you guys like when fine, uh when the but... punisher when the punisher was punishing someone uh and the guy was hanging and he was gonna burn him and then he burned a piece of meat he's a prank guy he's yeah. not the punisher <laughs> he's the prankster in this one his wife and his kid get run down in front of him and actually like uh that scene is like a very cool homage to the og mad max it's shot almost mm. identically to the way that uh max's family gets killed in front of him in the very like original Mad Max, which I watched not too long ago, uh, and so when I was when I was watching, it, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Uh, but then, you know, as a result of that, he gets a popsicle and some meat to burn, and uh, he's a prank yeah. guy. Outrageous! Yeah. He's a, he gives a whole spiel and everything, and starts poking the guy with a popsicle. I was like, "What the f- this this fucking sucks!" <laughs> this dude ain't a Punisher. He's he, I mean, he does he kill anyone in this movie? sort of but like he doesn't he also goes to great lengths like to not kill certain people he he kills travolta's kids and he kills them in a really funny way like he gets a really good one-liner off when he kills travolta's kids and that's sort of like the best murder that he does because he's got he kills one initially and then he like hangs the it's it's either a grenade or a mine like a claymore mine or the other one and as he's confronting travolta like this sort of like final confrontation scene travolta's like you killed my son and then you hear the second kid like oh he's he's holding up the explosive right and then his arm starts to give out and you can hear even though he's like inside and like many like many floors separated from where he is you just hear the guy go no and then an explosion (laughs) and the punisher goes both of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fucking rocks it's the best part of the whole movie it's the coolest murder he gets to do but that's it other than that he just like pulls jokes i don't know i think the best part of the whole movie is when ben foster is being tortured by this group <laughs> start ripping his uh, eyebrow rings lip rings off because i hated that character that was cool <laughs> and then yeah, steve he... nash showed up steve nash shows up and has a fight with uh, tom jane 
Right, oh, sorry, it's Kevin yeah. Nash. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash yes, the basketball Steve. player. Do you guys yeah, know about yeah. this? Do you guys know about this fight scene? What? What? He stabbed him. A prop knife didn't get changed out, and so when he stabs him in the shoulder, oh. that's live. Oh, he stabbed boy. Kevin Nash in in the <laughs> chest right here, like in the chest and the shoulder. And Kevin Nash plays it straight. That's the take mm-hmm. that's in the movie. Is Kevin Nash just playing it straight and like? He just got stabbed and kept rolling. Damn, they should have gave him an Oscar that year for that. <laughs> that's, that's very Michael Massey on the Crow style move there, stabbing your your yeah. co-star. Wow. A pre uh, a pre Baldwin. Yeah, yes, a pre Baldwin. <laughs> um I mean, this movie, I remember in my head as a child, I was like, Yeah, that movie rules. That movie's so cool. And I was just thinking of the trailers where they had like stained or something on the sound. They would love doing that with these Marvel movies is get oh, either yeah. Nickelback or stained or Evanescent, whoever's of the time, throw their most recent hit over the song, and then it's going to make it look cool. So I had this version of The Punisher 2004 in my head where I was like, Yeah. And I, we were going to revisit that a year and a half ago because I found my <laughs> DVD of the extended cut of this movie. I was like, That's going to be uh. fucking great. And then I watched this and it, I, it was miserable. I was just waiting for it to end. Um, I, I couldn't what? believe just how bad. It, and also John Travolta is not trying at all in this. This is an early John Travolta saying, I'm just here for the paycheck. I'm, I'm not, not like in a look who's talking sort of way, but oh, at, at the point he... in his career where he's starting to transition into doing directed DVD movies, he just offers nothing in this role. He reminded me of his Gotti performance a lot. Just oh like, come what is on! He... No, he was trying as John Gotti. <laughs> they put him in the you makeup think? and everything. He was, yeah, no, he thought he was in a good movie, and he wasn't. <laughs> so, no, I don't, I, mean, I don't, no. I don't think so. This feels more like, I mean, he's got the swordfish style hairdo and everything, where it's long, and you know, he doesn't have the soul patch. That's the only difference. He dresses the same. He's got the same general look, but uh, no, he doesn't offer anything. He's just very low energy throughout the entire movie. Um, and he's kind of more of a Punisher than the Punisher in this film. It's like his son got killed pretty unjustly in that circumstance. And he goes and wipes out the dude's fan. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of team Travolta in this movie, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there any other thoughts we can share about this 2004 Punisher film? Uh, one thing that sort of like connects the first two is that uh, these are movies that only envisit, like that they can only think about Frank Castle or the Punisher as a cop or an ex-cop. And that's unique to like the movies. That's not a thing from the comics, but like it's all, but in, in both of these first two movies, he's, he's a cop or a fed. Uh, And like, you think about how cops have sort of like co-opted the Punisher stuff in reality. And you you can find a a through line right back to these two (laughs) movies. Cause the Punisher never had anything to do with the cops before uh and like you know he's he's a he's an indictment of cops in general but these both these movies he's it's the only way they can think of uh, a guy doing something like this as being like a broken cop what what is his comic book origin was he just um he's a vet he's a originally a vietnam war vet whose family gets killed uh and an italian-american which uh you know these movies erase yeah, Dolph Lundgren is not very Italian. <laughs> Damn, so no. my, my cop lighting here is actually just honoring the 2004 Punisher. I can't believe yep. it. I can't believe I played myself <laughs> like that. Yep. 
Well, blue lights matter. Getting, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> we're, we're getting to the 2008 Punisher. This was kind of a soft sequel originally, and I think they tried to advertise it, market it that way at first. And they don't outright dismiss the first movie exactly, but this is in the same category as when they were doing Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, yeah. where it's totally a totally different film from that first movie but they have Nick Cage. So it's a sequel. They did. I feel like that, that's, that's maybe the more uh, known of the two war zone falls under the radar. This type of comic book movie was not in fashion at the time. It was the same year as dark Knight and iron man. People are on that wave. They want to either, you know, hop in the iron man boat or go with the completely gritty and real uh, dark Knight style of uh, comic book filmmaking from this time. And this is directed by uh, some woman with a big mouth. What's her name? Alexi something. I don't know. She's really annoying on Twitter. Um, Lexi Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of insufferable, no, that chick. But this, this, this is like her second movie. She did Green Screen Hooligans. Uh, then this one. Then something called Lifted. Uh, sure. Uh, says 13-year-old Henry Matthews struggles with life after his reservist father is deployed to afghanistan with the help of a local pastor so that's that's like by just saying that that's like a huge downgrade from war zone so from local pastor the boy decides to take part in a local singing contest it's about a kid that sings patriotic songs after war zone and then after that she just did a bunch of tv shows uh, episodes of arrow supergirl you know she oh, fell into so that, they don't uh, trust her with, with movies or money anymore is what you're telling me i uh no i saw that she directed taken but it's just a taken tv show she directed uh, an episode okay. of that. Mm. and then swat uh swat the tv show directed an episode of that that's pretty much that's the it, worst place yeah. you could wind up is in a cbs procedural directing that yeah. That's uh, that's the saddest outcome for any director with uh, a slight amount of talent. Uh, when when Ty West started directing television shows, I was I was very sad about that. And I, honestly, I don't even really like the look of his trailer that he had uh, released recently for that movie X. I think it looks fine. Um, Kevin Smith is another one. Kevin, like, that was a choice of his. He didn't do that yeah. for the money. He just wanted to go direct something superhero related. I'm sure there's plenty of others. Uh, so. Green a green what is it green street green hooligans street, street hooligan. yeah. i've heard about this movie plenty of times i remember that was one you would frequently find on like a friend's dvd shelf in 2007 <laughs> you know if they ever had like something that was not american it would be like trailer park boys dvds green street hooligans and maybe like something else that isn't coming to mind at the moment that's well, no, snatch yeah like well snatch was a i mean that was pretty popular here too but yeah, yeah. i mean you would you would see that in the lineup um, uh, um maybe what's the uh, train spotting it's another one that you would, i just you watched would find a lot train spotting one and two yesterday mm. and um that i mean hmm. did you see the sequel hans no no well i did you see either of the films frank yeah, yeah I, I, oh. I like original train spotting quite a bit i haven't seen the sequel the first one was my favorite movie for a while i really love the That's energy great of that and the use of music and i i think it still holds up very well and then i watched the sequel again uh recently i I caught it in the theater and i bought the 4k blu-ray of it a while back but i never watched it 
And there are things about it I really like, but it also looks kind of amateurly, amateurishly shot at times. This is something that directors tend to do as they get later in their, their careers is they don't really, they don't build a texture with the look of the film. And they're just kind of impressed with how clear it is. And that's certainly the case with Train Smart. There's a lot of things in that that age it to 2016. Like mm. you and you, you and McGregor was talking about rape jokes and slut shaming. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't that was a thing. That was a thing for for years. Is is these and now they're just gone from my brain. Suddenly they're back because of this movie. Um well you know anyway. what uh Dan, you know what Danny Boyle did after that uh Train Spotting 2 movie? What did he do? Movie. It's a movie called Yesterday. I don't know if you heard about it. Oh yeah, ah, oh, the Beatles movie. He's yeah. not an Indian man that realizes that no one knows who the Beatles are, so he starts playing their songs again. He loves doing a wholesome movie like that every so often. It was that in Sunshine where the boys like find Sunshine a bag of money. I oh like no, Sunshine, not Sunshine. Yeah. Sorry, Sunshine is the space movie. Slumdog. Yeah. I'm thinking. No, not Slum. Miller. That's the other Indian movie. No, these were white kids. <laughs> it was what was it? It was little. It was Trans? little British kids. No, not tra- trans. What? No, it was, <laughs> God, the millions or billions. I don't know. Look, the movie's fine. This, uh, but how, where are we millions, going with this? Yeah, yeah bi- millions, sure. Um, this director who directed Warzone, I don't know if she's talented Lexi or Alexander. not. I don't know if she's talented or not, I but she I, is. I enjoyed this movie. I think this movie is yeah. a lot of fun. I think this yeah. movie looks great. This is one mm-hmm. of the better, better looking comic book films I've ever seen. There's some really yeah. pretty stuff in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there's some, like I took... I took a bunch of screenshots. I like, uh, I was looking at stills afterwards. There's some really, there's some very like well thought out composed shots. It's, it's an, it's an aesthetic movie, uh, which is more than you can really say for the others. Like, yeah. Um, there's a lot more intention sometimes in some of this stuff. Absolutely. Um, this, this movie seems to acknowledge the fact that it's a comic book film and they crank it up a bit, uh, certainly much more than the 2000, which is pretty sterile as far as any sort of style goes. Um, and they really heavily lean into the colors with this movie in a way that mm-hmm. was not common for the time that you probably mm-hmm. hadn't seen uh, since those Joel Schumacher movies. Mm-hmm. A- and you also have an incredibly cartoony performance from the actor's name, I think is Dominic West. Is that right? Hans? Dominic West. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, plays so good. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Now, mm, I yeah. remember back in the day before this movie came out, they were thinking about casting Michael Keaton as uh, Jigsaw in this film. And I was pretty hyped about that. So I was keeping an eye on the project. Then he bows out. They give it to Dominic West. And he is uh, very over the top. Very, very. <laughs> it, I mean, Compared to, you know, I watched this movie and then I watched the Punisher show on Netflix. I was like, oh boy, Jigsaw is going to come in next season. That's going to be great. And that really disappointed me. (laughs) And uh, maybe we can, we'll get into the show a little bit. I still haven't finished it after we talk about this film. Um, But Hans, had you seen this movie when it came out originally? I thought when it came out, uh, I think I might have rented it even, uh, but it was so much fun. Uh, there were so many good one-liners from either his character or uh, Percy from the Green Miles character. Oh, what a wormy brother. guy. Did you ever see his reality <laughs> show with his 16 or 17-year-old wife, Courtney Stodden? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, he, um, he's like 50 and then she's yeah, like 17 yeah. or whatever with gigantic fake tits. 
I don't, I don't know if that was ever a real show, but I know that they shot a pilot with their own money to bring to networks. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a 40 year old actor and here's my underage wife. And together <laughs> we're, we're, we're a couple who's in love. And um, yeah. that worked out more for her than him. You know, so. He's great uh, in this though. He's yeah. such a like weird, creepy, just little weirdo. Uh, but they both have, so many good just stupid lines that you would i guess you wouldn't expect the movie you're supposed to be taken seriously but every time dominic west was on screen i was having a blast uh his performance was so cartoony and so over the top uh after he got his you know face fucked up that uh every line that came out of his fake uh italian uh almost racist accent <laughs> that he was making in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I just, I had a lot of fun with that. I think the action was also, th- the fact that the first scene of the movie, he kills like 15 people already in a very graphic, violent way. I was like, all right, I'm in. Like right away from the start. Uh, and I also thought that Sam, uh, what's his name? Sam, uh, the Punisher guy. Fuck. Uh, uh, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam, what the fuck is Sam? Uh, Ray Stevenson was great. Uh, I just playing a very deadpan, very like, you know, I'm just here to do the job I'm supposed to do. And I'm not, you know, he, he does get a little emotionally invested, but at the same time, like, I don't want an emotional punisher. I don't care. Like the fact that he cares about his family is the only thing that drives him or that I want uh, to drive him. Uh, so the fact that he uh, kind of adopted this this uh fbi guy that he killed by mistake uh family and then got kind of invested in that okay that's a, that's like a good way of uh making the character do what he does i guess but i also like the fact that he was very detached and very like not trying to be funny or like friendly or anything like the thomas jane character who has like a, a band of dummies with him uh here he's very like this is what i'm gonna do and 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 uh even though the the black cop who I thought was over uh, overacting to uh, whenever he was on screen, he was like, he was like all the way here when everyone else was kind of here. Uh, I liked their interactions a lot just because of how little uh, the Punisher character, it seemed like he gave a fuck about everything. He was just like, I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and fuck you. They also got a uh, Ray Donovan's retarded brother in this. Uh, and he was really funny too. Uh, I don't know what the actor's name is, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're a big you talking fan. about? No, oh, yeah, I love Ray Donovan. <laughs> Everybody from Boston so watches Ray Donovan. Man, that show pissed. I mean, not the show. <laughs> the movie pissed me off because he walks into South Station where we shot for Mass State. They use the same exact beat for beat location. Uh, he moves in the. I, and I made the joke months ago. I was like, "Does Mass State Lottery have competition?" They use the same exact locations we <laughs> used, and then he goes inside, and it's clearly Grand Central Station in New York looks nothing like it and it's like that's the most popular station here in new york they're not fooling anybody but that movie piece of shit uh frank did you see this movie (laughs) not ray donovan but uh the punisher war zone when it was originally released i did yeah i remember really liking it at the time and uh there's things i like a lot more about it now uh hans like i got a the most racist accent in this movie is the irish one that is some (laughs) next level (laughs) shit that they pull with getting like a parkour stunt guy from fucking illinois or somewhere to to try and do an irish i'm just calling him mcginty that uh, mcginty (laughs) like mcginty by the way before before you continue free flow gang 
the way that the Punisher blew up one of them with a rocket, I oh. laughed out loud <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, because they're just doing the retarded parkour shit, and then the second one just blows <laughs> it just up. Explodes. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. perfect. And there's actually, uh, yeah, there's like sort of a through line in that scene too to the series uh, when he drops McGinty onto that fence and then like jumps down from a building and snaps his neck. There's a similar yeah. bit of violence in the Punisher Netflix series that I feel like is not, uh, it's not a coincidence. Um, but I, I like this movie a lot. I, uh, I, there, the violence is really good. The blood's really good. There's a lot of like, I, I have, you know, I'm anti-CGI blood all the way. So like anytime you can get like a bunch of squibs and it looks really cool, I'm very happy. Um, there's a lot of cool lighting stuff. Like, it, you know, the 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 reference to like the Schumacher Batman movies, I think is really apt. Like it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's, clo- it's close to those. It's like an R-rated Ninja Turtles lighting thing that I yeah. really like. Uh, and I... Um, it's 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 just a really like fun movie for this era. So you you mentioned the the uh, Ghost Rider movie alongside it, and they actually Marvel actually did uh, both these movies under an imprint called Marvel Knights that right. they had originally intended to be a like a darker comic book movie imprint that they just abandoned after these two. Um, and I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that they both just bombed. Well, yeah, this one had like not great reviews right i don't think any of them got great reviews i think they're all bottom of the barrel as far as reviews go but i looked up the the budget and what this movie made back Mm -hmm. and i i do remember at the time uh because comic book movies were coming right back in fashion and in like a massive way because you know there was a lull period after um you know spider-man 2 even um where it was just kind of quiet because fantastic nobody was really excited about fantastic four um the hulk movie didn't really do the numbers or or get the reception that i think they wanted it to so you had this kind of little swing period uh between spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 which was about 2007 and you know these films because we got this and iron man and dark knight in the same year so this movie was made on a budget of 35 million it made 10 million at the box office (laughs) which is atrocious. That's unbelievable. Like you can't fathom that now for a Marvel comic book hero. You could probably do like a, a movie of, uh, what was it? Man thing. <laughs> I think, I think that's a character. Thing. You could do that. And yeah. it, it would probably do great numbers. Shang-Chi you proved. Can, you could you do Waterman. Yeah. Waterman finally <laughs> get his thing in the cinema. And also, it also came out after Iron Man. And uh, what was the other Marvel movie? Uh, Hulk. Which was Hulk two thousand eight too? Yeah, Hulk was June two thousand eight. All right, so two thousand eight was a Warson. It was a packed year. Two thousand eight is actually a very good year for blockbusters. Tropic Thunder was that year. Pineapple Express was that year. A lot of good movies came out in two thousand. Hamlet two, a lot of good movies. Two thousand eight. This capped <laughs> well, it off. This came the... out December fifth. Yeah, so right it was after the real Dude. Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would think that it would ape up that and, <laughs> and make money, but ten million—that's horrible. It really is terrible, um, and I think they just had to go. I, I, you can blame the the marketing of it. I think they moved this. From my recollection, they moved it 
the film around a bit. They didn't really market it as heavily, I think, because this was an R-rated one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other Marvel films were PG-13. And I don't think they had the confidence <laughs> in the film. I know there was behind-the-scenes trouble uh, where the director was being difficult or something difficult. Uh, and they wanted something that might have been a little bit more conventional. And this is anything but. Uh, also, apparently, this is interesting to note, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. tried to get the role of of Jigsaw in this movie. Oh. Oh. Imagine that. You could have had that. Patty Constantine was going to be Jigsaw for a while. Oh, wow. Hmm. That could have been cool. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, so it's It's such a contrast, too, <clears throat> when you think about this movie and the rest of... Uh, the MCU, where every movie you watch kind of looks the same, kind of has like the same beats and the same three acts. This, uh, it's nothing like that. Like it looks completely, it, it looks like an out of time movie. Like it doesn't look like a 2008. That, like you guys said, the way he shot, the colors they used, and how uh, they try to implement the comic book thing. But I think only at the beginning. Like I didn't really feel like I was watching a comic book movie only because they made it obvious at the beginning with like the comic book strips after that like it didn't really feel like that the characters were cartoony yeah but you could i think you believe this as like an action movie from the 90s where every every evil person was like a cartoon of a russian person you know this guy is like a cartoon of an italian uh which i I guess fine uh and he gets defeated very easily uh with his brother but uh, it was a blast. I was laughing more than I really thought I would just because of how yeah. ridiculous every performance was. Uh, and and so many little, like, good lines uh, in the movie, uh, especially from from uh, Dominic West, like the Transylvania line with the Russians. It was like, <laughs> what are you, like, the, we're not vampires. Like, what are you saying? Or the ragheads in Queens thing. Oof, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Oof. Okay. All right. 2008. Yeah, uh, jihadiblogger.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, I asked you a question before he killed it with an axe. I fucking laughed my ass off. Uh, there was another one. Hold on, I saved it here. Uh, I shit red, white, and blue, which was for, by Jigsaw too. It was a very <laughs> Trump thing to say. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I had a blast with this. I, w- I kind of wish I had seen it in the theater because of how pretty it actually is when it yeah. really has no yeah. right of being. I like the fact that his lair was in the subway station and he just lived there with like um, uh, just a, a bit of steam coming out of pipes. And that's <laughs> cool. He, he, he eats shitty military food and that's all he has because he can't cook or whatever. Uh, I don't know. The, 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 I, I liked it more than, than the other two. I, I did like the 89 one, but uh, I don't think I, I laughed as much, uh, especially not on purpose. Like, I think I laughed at things that I'm not supposed to laugh on the 89 one. But this one had me, like, I was watching with my girlfriend the whole time. She was like, why is this funny? And I was like, you just don't understand. <laughs> this is, it's not for you. It's just a ridiculous action movie with very... Did you answer that like, like Joaquin characters. Phoenix and Joker? Just you wouldn't get it? Like you're you're just, yeah. Yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, sla- I slapped my woman and was like, shut up. <laughs> I, hope she ne- I hope she never used this. Yeah, but yeah, I, it was great. I... I um. It's kind of upsetting that uh, for you to get a superhero movie with an R rating that shows violence and they're not afraid of cursing, you have to get either this or Deadpool and maybe Logan to a point, and that's pretty much it. 
Um, they kind of ruined it with Deadpool 2. Uh, so that's probably not going to happen again. I don't know when they're going to well, be Deadpool able to Deadpool in general, I don't think age well. I think Deadpool no. was, was cool for, what was it, 2016? The time, yeah. Um, because like that, yeah. it was like, all right, well, now we have a self-aware kind of dirty comic book movie that's R-rated and it's a Marvel mm-hmm. hero. And this is interesting because we don't really have this sort of thing, uh, at least where there's a level of quality to it. And then that literally like the next year became the most cringe thing imaginable is anything Deadpool related. It's just like really bad memes on Facebook, but a movie version of that. Uh, I, I can't imagine what they're going to do now that Disney owns it and they're going to do PG-13 uh, Deadpool. It are you, are you ex- much worse. Because you mentioned the Fantastic Four. Are you excited with the fact that they're going to try to revive that again? As, uh, I guess, multicultural family again? I don't know. Like, what are they? No. How is look, that exciting I, look, for I, I, I like, I, I actually kind of like Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie, or at least the beginning of it. Because right. there's a weird thing going on with the characters once they transform or where they're freaking out about why they are the way they are. And also, um, Dr. Doom is really creepy in the movie. Dr. Doom reminds me of the computer villain from Superman 3, which scared me, terrified me as a child, where a woman's just becoming a computer face fucking monster. Uh, he's and it, it's very like Cronenberg. He's making people pop yep. in the hallway. They're just exploding. And then there's a cutoff point in the film where the studio's like, we got to get rid of the rest of the movie and make this a traditional superhero film. And it doesn't fit the vibe of the first hour where it's like, oh fuck, we're in space. We got radiate. We're falling apart here. It's disgusting. And they're just like, yep, now we're a team and we're gonna we're gonna fight bad guys. And I think like Human Torch is blowing people up in the Middle East for the government. He's doing some very bad things. He's kind of like Obama during that time with drones. You know, I think it's a political statement. Um, Anyway, the movie, it falls apart real quick. Uh, But there was a lot of, I mean, I think if you allowed him to have his cut Snyder style, that something decent could have came from that. Well, what is he up to now? Nothing. He's blacklisted still. He did that, that he, he did the Al Capone movie with Tom Hardy, which was, fine it wasn't bad or anything but it didn't make the splash that it was supposed to i think because of the pandemic it went direct to to streaming instead of hitting theaters i might be misremembering but i'm pretty sure that's the case didn't he also whine about the reception of it on twitter a bunch oh okay so i don't mind (laughs) that i don't mind him defending his movie what i really dislike is him being the guy who's like yeah, I'm the guy who made that piece of shit. Hey, everybody, remember my awful Fantastic Four film that I defended for a year and a half and got kicked out of Hollywood over? Yeah, isn't that a piece of shit movie? You fake fuck. I hate you. <laughs> Why? I, I really am just disgusted by that sort of, hey, everybody, don't you like me? Hey, I'm on, I'm, I am agreeing with all of you now. See, it's I can like, be hey, part of the club. Oh, remember you how bastard. you made fun of me? Hey, make fun of me again so I can get... Hey, I'm making fun of me too. Hey, could I just get a contract? Could I just direct anything, please? Um, Well, he's uh, he's apparently writing a Theodore Roosevelt movie. Cool, great. I'm sure Tom Hardy will do great in that also. (laughs) Um, Who who got the worst deal from the Chronicle uh, curse, him or Max Landis? Ooh, well, Max Landis got ruined because of being a 
naughty boy, right? Being a sociopath, They're running a cult or something <laughs> with Seth Green. I don't know. I rear-ended Max Landis in Los Angeles once. Uh, Intentionally or, or at, on accident? Uh, and he, uh, <laughs> you, you saw, you see his pink, this, this rainbow hair from the back, and you're like, oh, it's this guy. <laughs> he stopped at a green light to pass a vape around, and uh, I was driving oh. a shitty rental, and he pretended to be injured to the insurance companies. Uh, after being like very nice on the side of the street, and he, both he and his girlfriend at the time were like, "Ah, oh, my neck." Well, you know what's exciting about Max Landis? He's doing an American Werewolf in London remake. No, he's I've not. Never... No, that's old. He he's... got kicked off that because he's a oh, bad guy. Yeah, no, he's just doing. Here's what he's got lined up: is uh, you? YouTube videos. He's got a YouTube live stream. I think this week. That's about the gist of what he's up to. Uh, he was going to direct that. And I think he wrote a script for Bright 2 and a couple of other things. And they all just disappeared when that hit piece came out. Is it that feel life? Yep. He should do what the Ghostbuster guy did. And just remake one of his dad movies. Bring and back like, hey, Vic Morrow. It's me and my dad. The hey. children that got decapitated <laughs> yeah. on Twilight. Yeah. yeah, why not? That's, what yeah, they yeah. That's a good idea, Hans. Why don't they hire you in Hollywood? Uh, anyway max landis yeah i i don't mind some of max landis's comic book work but he's so like insufferable he's just so mm, makes me feel bad that i enjoyed his superman comic you know but anyway i like him more than more than josh trank because i think at least you know he's terrible but at least he has more integrity than josh trank it's not like there isn't a playbook for like being you know unliked and yeah and like still pulling it off but it's never to like pretend that the shit you did sucked right you know, that, right that's not it no certainly not i i think if he wants to ignore like oh yeah i was kind of whiny if he wants to do that that's different than disowning your work which again you vehemently defend i despise that yeah you're throwing everybody who worked on it with you under the bus right like it doesn't it doesn't matter how you feel about it like a bunch of other people worked on it with you and when you say it sucks like everything they did also it's a very low threshold for the title of best fantastic four movie <laughs> like you don't have to do there's so much terrible associated with that title in live action you i mean the Chickless film from 2005 and the sequel, especially where, uh, what did they do? Cloud like a, Galactus. Cloud Galactus. Oh my <laughs> God. And they tried to make it a PG film. They did PG-13 for the first one. They were like, well, maybe if we just make it more, even more kid-friendly. What if we go for toddlers on this one? <laughs> do, you rem- do you remember Jessica Alba? She was yeah. two, right? In yeah. a while where is she, where is she what is she doing she look, she's extremely wealthy but um she runs like a makeup company i i only know that because she popped up on the arnold schwarzenegger celebrity apprentice as like a boardroom advisor for an episode so that's what she's up to she's making money but uh right. she's not acting really she's she like another uh famous marvel actor toby mcguire who has just been Makeup uh, running the tables. You know, he's been taking people's money, playing poker, hustling people out of tons of money. That's what Molly's Game was about, the Aaron Sorkin film. Um, cool. I like him. Yeah. I think he, he uh, well, he's 
pussy posse legend, right? Hell yeah. First of all, Toby. Uh, so he Toby. Always, yes. If you ever see him on the street, he always looks like he's about to fuck somebody. He always looks like he's in a terrible mood. <laughs> like his life just got ruined right before you saw him. So. I like that about him. I like that he actually is like the bad brother in Brothers, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. That's him in real life. But um, anyway, so Punisher Warzone, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Is Ray, I mean, do you th- guys think that Ray Stevenson is maybe the best Punisher? Because I think I almost lean in that direction. I don't know if I want to commit to that statement. Bernthal's the best Punisher. Yeah. Bernthal is the best Punisher. Stevenson's the best movie Punisher. But mm. he... Have you guys, have either of you seen Rome? Yes, I, I started watching that uh, somewhat recently. Yeah. Uh, Rome is sort of the limits of his acting, I feel like. And like, he's, he's really workmanlike. He's, he's, he's good enough, but he'll never do anything more than what he did in Rome. And like playing sort of like a dead-eyed Punisher is perfect for him. I, I like, he's a great cast in this, I feel like. Both because he's really good at, the role and like it suits him really well i you guys, uh do you guys notice that uh jigsaw had like a uh kmart paul giamatti uh sidekick character oh yeah like he's second hand i was like who looks very familiar he looks like someone that i've seen before and he just like kind of looks like if you can't get paul giamatti let's just get a guy that kind of looks like him uh with his son i guess uh that that kind of bothered me for like half an hour because i couldn't picture him and then i was like all right fucking paul giamatti ish i think another reason why this movie did not perform well is you don't have any stars in it Mm -mm. um no no offense to the cast here they all do very well but this is literally like a showtime show so ray stevenson was on rome and he was also a villain around this time on dexter he played a gay hitman with the russian mob Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have uh, Dominic West, who's best known for The Wire, right? You have Dash Mihok, who I think is who you were referring to from Ray Donovan, um, who's a redhead. He was a, yeah. he popped up on tons of these shows during the time. Um, Julie Benz, also from Dexter. So, I mean, these, these are the type of, obviously, Wayne Knight uh, as, as Micro. That's about the biggest star, the most recognizable face you have in this movie. So you don't have John Travolta's star power who's going to draw the 50 million or whoever showed up to the theater to go see that 2004 feature. Um, I, I, don't, I think it makes sense that this movie would bomb, especially with the, the moving around to the, the date, not really knowing if they should push it as a sequel or a reboot or whatever. Um, well, I guess it was before um, the MCU really got going because uh I feel like for those movies, uh, people stop caring that much about who the the star was. Well, actually, never mind. Because you got Robert Downey Jr., right? You still got people that became, not him, but like the other actors, I guess, became huge stars because of those Marvel movies. Right. Uh, but in but in this one, uh, yeah, you don't really have a recognizable face. And the character is not really uh, very... I mean, it's well known for people that are interested in this, but I don't think you can just ask a regular person who the Punisher is and they'll know much about him. Other I think than they'll know, skull. but there's no love for that character the same way. Right. I mean, look, there wasn't for Iron Man. Iron Man was nobody at the time. People make jokes about how Aquaman was the lamest hero, People, you know, talking about his outfit and stuff. But Iron Man was essentially that for Marvel. 
you did have Robert Downey Jr., but he was also washed up at the time. He was, um, yeah. you know, ex-convict. The the I mean, the thing with the most acclaim that he was doing around that time was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the Shane Black film, mm-hmm. and that was about it. He was in Gothica. Mm-hmm. He did Ally McBeal right out of prison. So, there, I mean, there wasn't that kind of uh, love for for Downey just yet. That came because of I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a perfect storm uh, for him and Iron Man. But you did have Edward Norton as the Hulk, and Edward Norton was a star at the time. And you right. have, oh, I guess the Punisher's out next month, and that has the guy from Rome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I heard Newman from Seinfeld is going to show up in the Punisher movie. Okay. With a, we, with a goatee. That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Newman with a uh, black and white goatee. You want They dispose of his character, too, too. Like, like with, with no sentimentality Nothing. whatsoever. Nothing. It's yeah. very Tarantino esque. Tarantino will just have characters die. Like you could spend an hour and a half with Christoph Waltz and then he's dead and that's it. And you, you're not going to go back to him. It's over. That's what they do they with killed, Newman in this film. They kill his mom with like a shotgun. So all you see is like oh, a yeah. blown out face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you're on a real, uh, Lorenzo, you're on a real Ebert criticism uh, <laughs> kick right now. I always So do. I wanted to... I wanted to bring this up. I have no respect for anybody from the city of Chicago, by the way. Let me just oh, get that out there wow. right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, he said something sort of funny about this, uh, which he said that it's one of the best made bad movies he'd ever seen. Hmm. It looks great. It hurdles through its paces and it's well acted. It's only flaw is that it's disgusting. And like... <laughs> the 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 scene with the dead mother sort of like reminds me of that but uh it i i don't think for as wrong as he often is i don't think he's really wrong about any of that stuff there and it and it is disgusting like that seems really gross but it's it's cool you know that's extremely generous for ebert ebert was look if you look up any horror movie review of ebert's from the 80s or 90 or any time really um, he just will reject it because it's a horror mm-hmm. film. He thinks they're completely unnecessary and vulgar. Uh, he was a prude, Ebert yeah. was, you know? Um, but here's the thing about Ebert. I think a lot of people get the impression that I don't like Ebert because I make the memes, but I, I love Roger Ebert. And I think his opinions, even if they're wildly bad at times, are still interesting because he's coming at it from an interesting place. He's a real um, critic. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Siskel's fine too, but not uh, he's you know, God rest his soul. But I wasn't have... I wasn't even a, I wasn't even aware of Ebert until his face became funny. Uh, like oh, that, you know when he when I know he, what you mean by when, funny. That's very mean spirited. Yeah, when he when he got his what throat cancer or whatever, when he, he started just looking like, like a puppet. the frog. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, who's this guy? Because I didn't grow up watching whatever Cisco or whatever because of my thorough countryness i guess one but, of the uh, worst things that came out about uh from that the cancer is that uh ebert was like a food cuck after yeah. that he was like i want to watch my wife eat my favorite meal in front of my oh. face he would do that <laughs> so um you know she would talk about it with like uh you know love or whatever in the documentary but it's like was he Oprah, getting yeah. hard over that was ebert getting like all frothed <laughs> up watching his wife eat a fucking bean what? burrito <laughs> What Ebert watching to mukbang? Is that what you're yes. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But well, um, and he also wrote uh, what's that movie called? The Super Beyond Vixens? the Valley of the uh, Beneath Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. Wasn't that him? 
Yeah. 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 And it's just like, oh, oh, cool. It's a movie where uh, (laughs) dumb sluts from the 70s were like, oh, and people come look at my tits. That's weird. Ha ha. Here are my tits. Like, that's what those movies are. He did that and had the nerve to call Blue Velvet misogynistic (laughs) because he thought David Lynch was taking advantage of Isabella Rossellini on that film by having her get naked. Yeah. So clearly he had plenty of blind spots. Um, There's, I mean, someone's been uploading episodes galore of uh, Siskel and Ebert from their seventies run up until uh, Roper took over. And um, there's certainly a lot of interesting takes in that because everybody says essentially the same thing. Now you can watch anybody on YouTube and they'll give you some variation of like the generally accepted take of like, well, this is good. This is bad or whatever. Nobody has the balls to say, you know, if something's critically well-received, for example, a lot of people like that new Macbeth film that Joel Cohen did, right? I think it's Joel Cohen. Maybe it was Ethan Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I watched that and I was just like, this is this is just a boring piece of shit film. This it feels like a lesser Zack Snyder's Justice League with the four by three in the black <laughs> and white. I, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, tired yeah. of this. All right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, this, I don't, disagree i i was not thrilled when i watched it um i think a lot of people are giving it praise for the cinematography even though um it, it looks like green screen for most it does of it, it right? that's exactly how it looks that's exactly yeah. how it looks it looks people are like the visual style of this is it's like it's like no no like, this is this is poor it's like, oh my God, Denzel Washington is going on a fucking speech for five minutes with a weird accent. Acting, that's amazing. Cool. It's like, All right, go go do that no, at a theater. Go not. do that on Broadway. I'll show up. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to watch CG birds fly across a fake yeah. screen. Or what, well, Francis McDormand was looking and, down and, at him. And uh, it, it seems like uh, just because of who, who whichever Cohen brothers, uh, brother is, um, the fact that it's uh four by three and the fact that it doesn't look like a regular movie i guess it's what what most people talk about positively about it but i was bored by it it felt like i'm I'm sure we're not gonna make an episode of it but uh it felt like you tried i said hell no we're not talking about that movie for for an entire episode (laughs) all right so let, let me just do my short review it felt like a like a theater actor's dream because yeah. he was just actors giving speeches for like five, ten minutes, like just playing off each other. But the the interesting or like the cool cinematography just looked like green screen. Like it just looked mm-hmm. shitty. Like I, I was not into the look of it at all. Uh, and uh, even though the the it, uh, there's some shots kind of look like the, the Seven Seal or like you know those old movies where they're trying to do something experimental, or cool looking. This didn't look good. It looked cheap. It looked like uh, like uh, someone that maybe discovered what green screen was, and it's like, oh, let, let me just do this to make it look old or you know whatever his thinking was. But I, I was bored. But I fast forwarded a lot, which is kind of a, a sin, I guess, if you're watching a movie. But I was just fucking bored because I hate theater kids. Like I'm not a <laughs> fan of. Wow. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking fan of you uh, pontificating for five minutes while the camera is literally here on your face, and it's like, oh, can you give me anything? Look, I, I completely agree that? with you, but in defense of the movie, it's Shakespeare, Hans. It's Macbeth. 
Okay, but then I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not the target audience then because I, I was bored. <laughs> no, I was just like, not. you don't like. I was just like a Denzel. Denzel Washington looks like a homeless man that's just like saying shit coming like just coming out of his mouth with a very uh, narrow camera on his face, and it's like, how long are you gonna hold that shot for? This stinks. Uh, and 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 I think um, I watch a lot of experimental movies and experimental videos that people make. Uh, and even though a lot of them don't make sense, at least there's something interesting uh, visually about them that I'm like, all right, well, maybe I think the writing is shit, but at least visually looks cool. This was just, uh, yeah, let me just uh, say a monologue for, for a while. And then the camera is going to stay on my face. And this is very gripping and very, and I was just fucking bored by it. Yeah, it's not. It's look. A lot of people say it's good. I don't think it's good. I think it's. I think it's exactly what you just said, Hans. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, um, theater people suck. On a similar note, because you just reminded me of actors delivering long speeches, I just watched Abel Ferrara's new film that he shot during lockdown, called Zeros and Ones, and this is uh, also a total turd. But most people seem to be saying that. Uh, it looks like he went out with an iPhone camera and they he's got as props in the movie. I'm pretty sure he just shot with the camera, uh, the same camera we use to shoot mass state lottery. And there's so many weird, just th- things that don't make sense. And it's like he, he has at one point, there's a picture of Ethan Hawke, who's the star of the movie uh, with two characters. And he plays two, he plays twins and the twins in the photo are a, a Photoshop picture of him from before sunrise and then later on from like Gattaca in this photo clearly just a red carpet photo and then he has a scene where he's having sex with a woman and people are just watching and then it's revenge porn or something I don't even know what the hell was happening in that movie that was another horrible film from 2021 but anyway Punisher good to I guess good to know that Abel Ferrara is still horny in 2021. Oh, he certainly is, more than ever. <laughs> Abel Ferrara would have directed the best Punisher film. If you got him in 1985 <laughs> to direct the Punisher, and you threw in Tom Berenger as the Punisher, that could have been oh, fun. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Um, so th- this Netflix Punisher show, I haven't finished it. I really enjoyed the first season of the show. I thought it stuck its landing for the most part. A lot of those shows don't. I tuned into season two. I'm not really as into it, but I thought it started out fine. Why I don't consider John Bernthal the best Punisher. I think he's the best lead in a Punisher show, mm. but his his version of the character, to me, only occasionally feels like the Frank Castle that I have um, an awareness of. Because the thing with John Bernthal is, and for me, once I noticed this, I couldn't unnotice it. Whenever he's playing a tough guy in a film, like Wolf of Wall Street or um, Walking Dead or any of these shows, what he's really doing is just being Robert De Niro from the late 70s to early 90s. He does the same, you know, that kind of Muppet Mm. face too. He's got the same cadence. And it's like, all right, I just, I, I just saw what you're doing here. He's a very good actor. He does that well. He's good in King Richard playing the uh, feminine tennis coach. It was like, whoa, this is a very different kind of role for John. And he's great in that. But um, I, I enjoy him the most. But I, for me, anyway, I think Ray Stevenson is the best Punisher. I, that's interesting. I, I, I'll have to watch it with that sort of uh, idea. 
idea of the way he does tough guy acting in mind um i like it the the reason that i like him the most as the punisher so i think the i also like what you said about him and and frank castle but i think that the punisher on the netflix show is sort of like a little bit further post like family identity punisher in a lot of ways like he's 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 less frank castle he's more the punisher and that's sort of like one of the central things that they go with on the show mm. um and, and and so i understand that part of it a little bit but i i love the way that bernthal carries damage like i love the way he gets hurt i love the way that like the show has him get hurt and i love the way that he grits through that stuff as the punisher like i it's it's the kind of thing that they you always wonder whether or not they're going to do like a, a movie with him in place, but I just can't see them. I can't see them. None in none of the real like big Marvel movies do they have any of the protagonists really take damage. You know, even when they kill half of them, they just like fade away. And yeah, sometimes their costumes get torn and they get a little bit of blood or whatever. But we're talking about like Bernthal like limping down a street, like dragging dead limbs behind him. You know, like grunting well, like a pig. That scene on on the Daredevil show where he just fights in uh, jail, that's great. Oh, like that's uh, it's yeah. it's an uh, amazing scene. But I haven't seen the, the Punisher show. I think uh, when the time it came out, I was kind of like, all right, superheroes are kind of like uh, uh, so. I that's, that's where it. I was at. But, but, I I went back to it um, maybe because of the show we did, or maybe just right before the show uh, because I was just looking for something to watch. I've been watching a lot of shows I wouldn't normally watch the past year and a half. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that. And listen, I didn't enjoy the Daredevil show. I didn't, I mean, I kind of like Jessica Jones uh, for a while. And mm-hmm. then I, that fell off for me. I never got into Luke Cage or Iron Fist. I, well, did he show up in the Defenders, the Punisher? Mm, I don't think so. If he, he maybe had like a cameo or something. I couldn't even, I couldn't stick with Defenders. No. It was bad. I, I love Iron Fist, the comic book character, and what they did to him in that series after two episodes, which is as long as I lasted. I was like, I'm... I'm all right. Uh, didn't care for Jessica Jones either or Luke Cage. Uh, I feel like those those characters are, well, I don't know about anything about Jessica Jones, but uh, Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist deserve more of a, like a street thing, uh, like a darker, I feel like, uh, tone to them than what they got from Netflix. So I was never really interested in it. But at the same time, uh, I think I've been done with like superhero shit since then. Because uh, even the, like, Hawkeye is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Uh, and I still haven't seen the series because it's just, like, it feels so sanitized. And so, like, I, like, what are they going, oh, he's a mentor to a, the girl Hawkeye. It's like, I couldn't give a fuck less. Um, and especially because it's Disney Plus, too. So you know that there's not going to do anything edgy or anything interesting. It's just yeah. going to be very family friendly and sanitized. So I'm like, I I, I don't care. Uh, but at, at this point, like I did it, like the two, uh, I think Daredevil is three seasons, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I saw the first two. And then after that, I was kind of like, all right, I, I, I think I started watching. Uh, uh, well, I watched like two episodes of Fire Fist and I was like, cool. So at this point, I'm just like kind of done with anything that has to do with superheroes. So I'm very kind of out of the loop with that. Uh, the Punisher series, I have a couple of friends that have told me that it's, it's actually really well done and really cool. So I might have to check that out. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not on that train anymore. I feel <laughs> like I'm, I haven't even watched that Spider-Man movie that everyone loves. I don't care to watch it. I'm kind of like, I, 
I uh, I don't like uh, what's the actor's name? The little boy that's probably like thirty something, but he still looks like a little Jonathan boy. Jonathan Taylor Spider-Man. Thomas. <laughs> no, no, he's like fifty yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, th- this kid that they're trying to make him into an action star uh, from Spider Man that now he's playing uh, the Uncharted character. And he's like Tom he still Holland. looks like a boy. Yeah, yeah, he still yeah. looks like a boy. That does not look like an action star at all, even though he's probably closer to my age than i than i think no but, he's not um, no you're old don't, don't even try and <laughs> <your age down. laughs> all right but i i just don't don't hey he's fine as spider-man i guess but i just don't i don't care like did i, I you was ever telling watch, him that i'm, I'm did it, either of you see what? uh the the latest spider-man movie nope no, no? I, I saw the first one and that's that's as far as i've gotten with no. this whole in spider-man it's gonna it, take a lot to get me back into the theater for a marvel thing I, I didn't go to the theater to see it. I watched a, a bootleg cam. Someone snuck into a movie theater. <laughs> and I got to say, um, for a Marvel thing, like a modern Marvel thing, probably the most enjoyable, but obviously it's entirely uh, based upon liking the old shit that came before that had nothing to do with that. They do throw in the the Daredevil from the Netflix show uh, at one point. So, But I can't imagine they're ever going to pick up John Bernthal's Punisher Again, it just no. doesn't fit Disney no. at all. I, I I don't think they have any interest in in doing that, or even if they did like an adult line. I think the adult line would be PG thirteen. I don't even, I, I don't even think you'd get anything uh, like really gritty out of that. Unfortunately, well, you just said the the Deadpool thing is going to be what PG thirteen or something. So right. it's like okay, so you're just def- like why do it then? Same with the two thousand and four Punisher. It's like then don't do that character. There's a lot of other characters you can do. But was you that one the... PG thirteen? I think so. it felt PG thirteen. Uh, I don't think it was. I think they went half-assed on it and they didn't need to because they thought they were going to get a PG thirteen rating and then wound up with an R. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering. Well, but but what is the most violent thing you see in that movie? Them ripping uh, piercings off that guy, which they face? don't even really show. They just show it like stretching, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, nothing comes to mind for that. Uh, the part where he like grabs a hold of the eyebrow ring and he's like, "This is a special one, isn't it?" And you're just like, <laughs> "I think the most grotesque was what was it? It was John Panette cooking." Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like on the on Warzone, they say "fuck" like twenty times before the first five minutes with that Italian family there having dinner. Uh, so you know what you're getting into. This uh, Thomas Jane movie, like, is is very sanitized. It's very like, then don't fucking do this character. Go for, go make a Jubilee fucking movie. You know, Jubilee. it can be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they put her in X. <laughs> <laughs> they should have, but yeah, like if you want to do a, it's like the same thing with uh, whenever they try to do the Wolverine movies, and it's like, oh, this is PG thirteen. It's like, then don't fucking do it. Well, you know, I just realized. A, we are one short. Uh, there was a fourth Punisher movie. Now, this is an animated feature uh, oh. made in Japan where okay. uh, the Punisher and Black Widow team up. So there's... Do they have uh, Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Um, it's, uh, it's a direct-to-video superhero anime by Madhouse. Now, I, I do recall that Marvel got in the anime game for a second. Now, you take a look at the DVD oh, yeah. cover here. It doesn't look like anime 
whatsoever. Can we just pull up a quick trailer to this, Hans, uh, and, sure. and see what is going on with the the Avengers Confidential, Black Widow and Punisher, 83-minute uh, feature? Who voices uh, the Punisher in this movie? A Japanese man. Okay. <laughs> uh, they got a dub. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter. There's a lot of overlap with Dexter and the Punisher here. Uh, wow. Voices Black Widow. She didn't age well. She looked real old on the new Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Pause this. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it right now. Huh? Does Disney own this? Is this Disney's channel? We haven't been able to know. post any of the new episodes because it gets copyright. <laughs> Looks like I see a Sony thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's 50 50. Can we just check? Like, can you fast forward to where the Maybe Punisher just... shows up just so we can see him? Oh, okay, sure. Hold on. Uh, oh, hey, what is, what is Kern Club? What is that, Hans? What is that? Peanut what butter is... checks you're ordering online? What are these bookmarks <laughs> of yours? <laughs> We're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's just t- Tucker Carlson <laughs> clips and you're recommended. <laughs> This is the first time that I've ever left my fucking bookmarks open, you piece of shit. Yes, it's you a got Star Wars fan films in here. You should have went to private before doing this. <laughs> anyway, this movie looks like it's great. Guys, <laughs> were you guys aware of the fact that um, they made uh, Marvel characters into also anime, but uh, they were like Beyblades so that a little boy could have oh, like fuck. the characters. That's huge. Are you not aware of that? Uh, hold on, let me see oh. if I can find it. Can uh, we just take a look at the Beyblade? I, I want to see that real quick. Uh, Is there uh, who would be popping up on there? You know, with this Doctor Strange movie that's coming out that Sam Raimi is directing. I've heard that Tobey Maguire will come back for that. I've heard that uh, Hugh Jackman's in on that. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll see a baby Dolph Lundgren. I think I I don't I mean we're living in a world where uh they've clearly run out of ideas so they're just like yep all the universes can just combine and uh we'll put Michael Keaton in the new Flash movie and then we'll shoot four four movies with him and we'll include some of the characters from the Ben Affleck Batman and nobody will think anything of it. So let's see this. What is this called? Marvel it's Wars Disc War. Disc War. This is already really cool. Mm. Oh. Okay. I guess they're more like Pokemon to that Beyblade, right? I think so. Thor here. Because he owns Thor. Yeah. Captain America. You know, this is another thing, too, with the modern Marvel films, is they, they hate their heroes wearing any sort of uh, mask. Everything oh, shows yellow. their face. Yellow Jacket is a weird pick. No, 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 no. If you did Ultimate Avengers back in 2000-something, she was a part of the lineup. Yeah, this is just Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there's like an extended... It's not just the characters. It's like an extended roster of them. I guess it was... I don't know if it was successful or not, but uh, cool. that's how they were trying to market it. And like, when was this? 2000. Was this before Iron uh, Man? 
2014. Oh, no, it wasn't. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so what, what was the consensus here on that? Is, I think it's fair to say Netflix's Punisher show is probably the best incarnation, maybe. Um, first season, anyway. Yeah, the first season of it, I think, is probably top tier. Warzone is second. Um, season two, oh. would you? How, how would you rank that? If you're, if you're consider, let's consider the seasons their own films, right? Mm-hmm. We throw those in with the three movies that exist. How would you rank that? Uh, I would go season one, Warzone. Probably, in all seriousness, season two, uh, eighty-nine Punisher, two thousand and four Punisher. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Now it's entirely possible I changed my mind on that. The season two falls apart in like the last episode or two, but I don't know. I the Dolph Lundgren Punisher I thought was fun, but I I, I thought it was fun just as I noticed parts of it you know and not like the entire consistent thing but it was i mean it was much shorter than that thomas jane one i think yeah. <laughs> it was an easier watch at least it felt shorter. Yeah. it's not really one of those movies that you uh would tell anyone to watch i guess because it's 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 very niche like it's, it's got very uh particular things i guess that if you're if you're weirdo like us would like it but i don't think it's very accessible for most people same yeah. with Warzone too uh it's just in a different way and that's the problem with 2004 that it feels like it's trying to be accessible for a, like a wider audience but it's a character that shouldn't be because of his moral compass and like his actions and everything so that's why it feels so like such a lukewarm such a kind of lame punisher because it's like you're not even punishing anyone so what's your name <laughs> you know it should not be punisher that doesn't punish uh uh but yeah yeah well what does what do you think they're gonna do anything with this character now that disney owns it no i'd be surprised it's it's it'd be it'd be very hard if they're gonna keep to the idea of disney plus like not having our rated content if they're gonna like really stick to disney branding all on all the marvel stuff i'd be surprised i mean they're they're having a hard time figuring out how to make x-men work you know much yeah less, that's a good point much less something that like this uh you know you can get away with it with deadpool because he's goofy you don't have to like have him losing limbs and like cutting people's heads off like he, he can just crack jokes but right they, they, they don't have any outsider story any real outsider storylines at all you know um they can't figure x-men out i doubt they'll figure anything out for punisher i the the tv series will probably be as far as it goes but who knows my suspicion is that if he does come back at all uh it's gonna be they'll reboot like daredevil or something for disney plus and maybe he'll have like a cameo or a very small mm. role on that until this whole structure somehow falls apart which mm. doesn't seem like it's going to happen for about 40 years <laughs> i think i think it's very safe right people love those disney plus original shows so i, I don't think that's going to change for a minute I, the movies might disappear we'll see have you guys um, have you guys watched peacemaker yet no i haven't that, that looks that looks kind of no, a couple of people whose opinions I, I respect say it's it's like pretty funny that john cena is like appropriately hammy and like whatever but i don't i don't need to watch it yeah i'm half intri- like okay so the the suicide squad movie i thought was better than what i was expecting mm-hmm. i was also uh very drunk though at the time of watching yeah, so i, no. I might have <laughs> might have just been my mood 
you know, I'm, I'm a pretty happy drunk myself, but uh, I thought that uh, John Cena was probably the funniest part of the movie, you know, and I, I didn't mind his character. And I learned that Jody Hill is a, is a, I, he wrote some of the episodes either discreetly and he, I, th- I think directed at least one episode. Uh, and I enjoy his work quite a bit. He did observe and report foot fist way yeah. uh, episodes of vice principles and he's founded down. So he's, verifiably funny as far as i'm concerned mm. james gunn is kind of fair weather something i i feel like he's good as often as he is bad um yeah. especially lately i don't know i might give it a watch if especially if it's only one season eight episodes or something i don't know i it's it, it's hardly uh you know the worst offense in the comic book genre much more interested in that stuff than I am in any more like Disney series. Have you, have either of you guys watched uh, doom patrol? No, I, no. I was going to check out uh, that and Titans a while back because I was like, Oh yeah, there's just like these shows where all these characters are existing in live action and the budget looks not bad for that kind of series. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's mm-hmm. on a, like a TNT drama level mm-hmm. as opposed to CW. Right. Uh, they seem to be gritty or whatever. Although there was a clip from Titans that I saw of uh, yes, the Robin one where he's where he fuck goes like Batman. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, well, that's the thing that happened with Peacemakers for me. Like I saw this scene that people were posting on Twitter about John Zena being like, "Well, Batman doesn't kill people, and I kill people, or whatever the fuck." If Batman kill people, then crime wouldn't be as bad in Gotham or whatever. And I was just like, "What is? Is this like a?" like a forum argument from 10 years ago about how Batman should kill everyone instead, but it's John Cena delivering it. So 10 years kind of is like, being generous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, and right I was like, now. ah, <laughs> it's like, that's kind of uh, I don't know. That's bad. James Gunn. That's what it felt like. I, I like uh, um, guardians. I like what he's done with guardians of the galaxy. This felt very much like self-aware James Gunn, which I don't like at all. You know, where it's very much like, hey, this is what people say on the internet. So now my character is going to say this. And it's like the same jokes and everything. It's kind of like, oh, I don't well, self-awareness in general, that. I think, is a, is a humor tactic has wore, worn out its welcome. I think that time is very over. And the yeah. companies that are producing these and hiring writers aren't going to find out for like another six years. And we'll see something different. But yeah, I, that's very played out. Uh, it's been played out since about Deadpool. And uh, yes. I, I have very little patience for that sort of thing nowadays. I don't, I don't like the where it's like clearly an over-the-top thing and they know what it is and it's a little tongue-in-cheek. I'd rather they just play it sincere. I think that age yeah. is much better too. Mm-hmm. Even if it's corny or even if it's like very cartoony like Warzone, it's like I'd rather them believe in what they're saying and that's just their world instead of uh the um ray what's it ray winston ray what what's his name ray stevenson, stevenson? Uh, ray donovan Be- <laughs> ray, ray, ray donovan being like hey i'm gonna go punishment i'm gonna go punish them huh like i uh, fuck that you know i'd rather them being like all right well i'm this ridiculous character in this world it, it ages better like you said instead of like I'm aware of the joke, guys. Hey, I'm part of the joke. Because it goes back to like your strength thing of like, that's not okay. That's not fun then. I can't make fun of you anymore because you're aware of it. So that that kind of sucks. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get we get a lot of that now where it's like, hey, 
uh, what's the joke uh, going on Twitter about this character? Well, now he's going to say it. Hey, he yeah. said the meme, guys. This is like, fuck you. Like, yeah, it was Willem Dafoe and Spider-Man. They made sure to do that. Um, which was, it looked, honestly, he he did it fine. It was not, it was not, I'm the juggernaut bitch from X-Men 3. Oh. That, that, <laughs> I, I, point, I point to that line all the time as the moment that comic book movies were doomed. Like oh. when we start making like meme jokes in movie scripts, it's fucking over. It's done. What and- the Black Panther one? Uh, what are those? Right? Oh yeah, that the shoes. That. Yeah. There's a damn oh, Daniel. Oh. Remember that was a meme. Damn Daniel. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, Do- Doom Patrol is interesting. A little. It might be worth a, a glance. Not every episode is good, but there's some cool overarching stuff. It's based off of a, a Grant Morrison property, so like it's weird as fuck at times, uh, and it, it's like a it's a it's a good sort of counterpoint to all of the overproduced Marvel stuff. They're doing a good job with all these DC series being unique in and of themselves, and also like a, a, a solid storytelling counterpoint to everything else we're getting. Uh, th- that has a good cast to it too. That has what mm-hmm. Timothy Dalton, right, or Roger uh, Moore, one of the Bonds, Roger Moore, uh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, so Alan Tudyk plays the the villain, and he there's there's a couple episodes with him in it where he just nails it, like which is really interesting because I've never been a super huge fan of him. Like, uh, you know, as like a guy who never really stepped outside of anything uh that joss whedon was directing right yeah, um, he's one of his go-tos yeah he's he's very cool on the episodes of doom patrol that he's on is that so i posted an image someone sent to me uh i received it via text of uh brandon fraser hold uh, he has a huge belly in this photo uh <laughs> holding like a bag of chips and a six pack of like soda or something i gotta see if i can find this thing and i, I feel like it's it. from that show is it not yeah it might be yeah Man, I thought he was just a robot and did a voice on on. He there. is, but he wasn't always. Ah, so here's what I suspect because he's popping up in a lot of HBO Max stuff, and he's gonna be in Batgirl, which I'm kind of excited. That's the one. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. What a hunk! Nice. He's so happy there, man. <laughs> the leather jacket really guy. makes it. Yeah, I love a leather I've been jacket that guy on a fat guy. So many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've that smile yeah, yeah um, been there a bag of hot cheetos and a beer he definitely has a contract <laughs> with hbo max which is probably why he's showing up on the show as himself um they're just trying to fit him into any movie they can he was in that soderbergh one and he's fine in that but he looks kind of ridiculous with the top hat and the jacket he kind of looks like fat man from metal gear solid um <laughs> And he's going to be playing, I don't know how they're going to do this, I guess with modern magic, CG. Mm. Uh, he's going to play Firefly in the new Batgirl movie, which is a guy who gets around on like a jetpack, remember, and burns buildings down because he's a weirdo fireman or something. Great. Are they are they going to do like they did with uh, Scarlett Johansson in that Avengers movie when she was pregnant and they just get her face into someone else's body, but he's pregnant with fat? probably but there's there's a shot of they have i mean i i've seen uh on set footage where he's like the cool guy walking away from the fire but he's in his brendan fraser body you know so i don't know maybe we're gonna do the liquefy tool on him or something <laughs> we'll, we'll see i'm very honestly i'm very interested in that back girl a lot of people would dismiss it saying oh that costume looks like shit i think it looks fine 
It looks like the new Batgirl with the uh, purple leather zip up. It's, it's whatever. Purple, yeah. Um, the yeah. Gotham City they built over in Scotland looks like similar enough to the Burton Gotham City without uh, you know sucking its tit too much. And uh, they got a good cast. They got Michael Keaton for that. They got Frazier and they got uh, J.K. Simmons. So mm. I'm I, I, I'll, I'm probably more excited. I have more faith in that maybe than I do for that Flash movie that's coming out. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's gonna reshape the DC universe. That Flash movie. That's gonna <laughs> I hate how you just put it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's something to be excited for. God. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I love how that guy just got away with like beating girls up in like Iceland or he whatever. Fucking choke slam that girl. She was like, "Oh, I love you. Could I have your autograph?" And he paused for a second, thought about it, and fucking attacked her. And they just covered it up. They hit it's it like, just like the Ryan Seacrest groping a hairdresser accusation. No, no, no. We got a rocking New Year's Eve to shoot in a couple of weeks. We can't have that. <laughs> they will, Jeremy. Jer, who's the Hawkeye? Jeremy, uh, not Renner. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Uh, his thing was, oh, I'm doing coke with seven my 17 year old babysitter. I'm fucking all these young girls in front of my wife. And there was a hit piece, and they were like, Nah, we got Hawkeye coming out in a couple of months. It goes away. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy's a tidy whitey's pictures from MySpace, and it's like, Oh no, he's not. He's not that gay oh, yeah. guy that was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, was just, he loved <laughs> yeah. talking about being bisexual <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And then all of a sudden, yeah. nah, what are you talking about? Nah, yeah. that was just a phase. That was David was Bowie. Everybody's bi in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's bi He's when like... they're smoking crack. Seems to be the case. <laughs> um, anyway, are you guys looking forward to anything comic book related that's that's coming down the pike? Is there? Any, I mean, is there uh, anything interesting? Like, what's the like off kilter stuff? I so I don't know if I mentioned this before. I am a strict no trailer guy. Mm. I uh, I have been doing it for about ten years. It's great. Uh, makes me enjoy movies a lot more. So I I will walk out of a theater when they come on, and then I go back in when the feature starts. So like I I I try to know as little as possible about what's coming as I can. What what has been your what would you say is the ratio for that working out to not working out for you? Oh, like ninety percent works out. It's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I've calibrated my taste pretty well to like my friends. So like when certain friends like something, I know it's going to be good. When other friends like something, I can pretty safely ignore it. Uh, and uh, I just go off of you know the critics that I like and the theaters that I like. I know that like I can go to the i live in portland we've got a really nice theater here the hollywood theater uh and i can just like see whatever's at the hollywood pretty safely um and uh it's great uh so i have no idea what's coming comic wise i know about the doctor i know about the marvel stuff just because you can't escape it right well they put out that chart that shows you the next five years of what they're doing wait Um, are you are you guys not excited about that pennyworth series that's coming out What? that's four years old (laughs) that was that was fucking 10 years ago and i went to like it went to some no-name network yeah. epics, you know. Who has that? That's like that's the same hmm. level as like Pluto or Tubi. Tubi. Um, I guess I, I guess it's a new season that's coming out there because I'm looking at an oh, upcoming wow. thing. You have, you have Batman. You have uh, Moon Knight, uh, Morbius, another Doctor Strange movie. There's an animated Super Pets movie with The Rock and Gaming Heart. Are you kidding me? That's huge! No. Wow. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, another Thor movie, Black Adam, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Is it another? Movie. It's the other Taika Waititi Thor, yeah? 
Yeah. Yes, yeah. which has Christian Bale in it because he's ready to mm. lose some integrity, I guess. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm kind of a, a second Black Panther movie where it's all about the sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes the God the Aquaman. Any kids yeah. who love that Black Panther movie and don't know that like the actor, or maybe just vaguely know that the actor they're gonna feel so you know, bait and switched when they see in the theater that yeah. sequel and there's no Black Panther in it. Um uh, what was I gonna say? The, the Aquaman. Uh, let's let's back it up. So there's a new into the Spider-Verse movie coming out. Are are you like yeah. a Spider-Man fan at all? Uh, I like it. I like the first uh, Spider Verse movie. Um, it's a. It's it was cool for an animated full length. Like it was fun to see in a theater. Um, got in a fight at the theater. That's the people who were like looking at their phone the whole time, like in the oh. theater. Great movie going experience. Strongly recommend. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's essentially my take. I think it's one of the better Spider Man movies. I I, yeah. I surprisingly yeah. enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. And this new one is probably going to be shit. But the thing I think is interesting about it that might mean nothing to nobody else, I think you can kind of see where they're going with the minor shit. Like the animated features are usually a telltale sign of wherever the bigger films are going to lead to. Mm. And um, what the new one is going to do is introduce the Ben Riley Spider-Man, who um, I don't know if you know anything about that. That's a clone. So there's a mm. bunch of um, clones that popped up in like the mid '90s Spider-Man yeah. run, where I think Peter Parker died or something, and Ben Riley's the future Spider-Man, kind of a Batman. 29, was it Spider-Man 2099 or was it? I, uh, I think so. No, it's yeah. it's the one with a different one. Hmm. Yeah, it's the one that has like a oh, like a oh, yeah, yeah, light yeah. blue vest. Yeah, right. I know what you're like talking the about. very thick, uh, like the web shooters, I guess, mm-hmm. like very thick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're probably going to go. So, you know, instead of reversing time, every other film to bring back whoever just died, they're going to do, I think, clones uh, to come. But I have no interest in anything that Marvel has going on. Uh, I couldn't yeah. be bothered with whatever Sony even has lined up, you know, because the Venom sequel was horrible. Morbius doesn't look good. Um, they have something else. Behold. Who? Behold. It's going to be a TV series, apparently. You got to stop playing uh, games, Hans, bringing up She-Hulk on this show. <laughs> no, it's it's starring the girl from uh, that clone show. Uh, uh, what's her name? I Ta- just Tatiana. mentioned clones. You're making this up. Anyway. Tatiana Maslany. No, hold sure. on. That show called uh, Orphan Black, I guess. Oh, wow. That's another show I haven't. That's another thing from 2016 I haven't thought about since. Orphan <laughs> Black. Damn. Yeah, well, that girl, that girl's in it. Uh, there's going to be a Miss Marvel something. There's an I Am Group series uh, or Great. shorts. Apparently, right, um, I don't care about Marvel. Let's put, push Marvel aside. Uh, what, okay. what, what, with DC, we've got Flash. We've got Batgirl. We've got Shazam. Yeah, I guess. There's a Blue um, Beetle thing coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they've been trying to do that. That ain't happening. Yeah, that'll be tough. Maybe. That they gotta just put that to rest. Um, that's that's in the same category as like Iron Fist. I remember they were talking about doing Iron Fist as a movie with Ray Park back in like oh, 2002, yeah. 2000 for a long time. That was in development. Blue Beetle, same deal. Um, they they had plenty of ideas for it. That's probably just not gonna happen. Are you guys Literally into Joker 2? What's that? A Joker 2? Is that gonna happen? Do you think maybe? Uh, I hope not. I rewatched Joker. I thought it, I mostly held up. I thought it was pretty good still. Yeah, that new Batman movie. 
Uh, I'm interested. I'm uh, uh, uh. now. You would know Frank because you don't watch trailers. Yeah. but it is really right. uh, sucking David Fincher's dick hmm. big time. Yeah, um, I don't know which... too much about it. I'll see it. I, I mean, there's not for I. I like most of the Batman movies, honestly. Like there aren't too many misses in in the Batman film catalog. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I want to I, see Paul Dano being another weirdo again because I <laughs> like him when he plays weirdos, which is yeah. pretty much in every movie. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind the cast it. at all. I think I think the cast is fine. I just got a bad vibe about this Batman movie for some reason. Hmm. I don't Matt know. Reeves? I, yeah, he doesn't impress me as a director. I mean, I didn't mind those Planet of the Ape movies, but or even I, the Let the Right One In remake that he did. People, uh, I think people were really unfair to that one, the remake. I think it's, yeah. I, I, it's not bad. No, it's, it's just got, unnecessary. It is it's, unnecessary. It's not bad, but it's yeah. like why? Just, it's well just shot. Read subtitles. It's well acted. Yeah. It has a good atmosphere to it. But it, yeah, if you watch the original, you just kind of, what's the point? Uh, but he's yeah. not a bad director. I just don't know if he has a distinct enough style where I would be like excited to see his take on Batman. And Christopher Nolan, even though he's kind of become void of style in the years since doing The Dark Knight and all those films, um, you check out his early movies. They're pretty stylized. Mm -hmm. Uh, Memento, uh, Following, Insomnia. Those are pretty solid films. Even Batman Begins has a lot of visual flair to it before he decides, I guess we're just going to make everything heat. You know, Michael Mann's Heat, that's going to be the next two movies. And then, but with gonna... time going backwards. Right, right, right. So he's just what, kind what of. Doodlebug. Uh... What? Doodlebug. What? Doodlebug. <laughs> Doodlebug. That ain't a superhero. Yeah. You're making up all these lies tonight, Hans, to try and fool me. I know you're up to <laughs> Doodlebug. I keep looking over at my shelf of comics to see, like, I'm always curious, like, why more, like, Vertigo stuff doesn't sort of get greenlit, you know, like, why there aren't, Mm -hmm. there's got to be money in it, there has to be some money in adapting some of these, like, weirder properties, like, where's, where's, like, a Transmetropolitan, or... Are are they doing a Sandman, Uh, like, a series Sandman, I think? I think so, yeah, for one of the services. Uh, Audible currently is promoting like an A-list cast for their Sandman audiobook series. But mm. I haven't. I mean, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt was supposed to play uh, the the pro- uh, protagonist on the Sandman TV show. No, they're casting. They're casting. Uh, they're casting a show for one of them right now, right? Because they're still in casting, or at least they were still making casting announcements not that long ago. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it in in quite some time. It's been a second since. Uh, that property was brought up that was around the same time they were thinking about doing um justice league dark with guillermo Mm. del toro that seems to have i mean that's definitely dead they're talking about oh here's what we would have done this is the swamp thing design so i don't know um transmetropolitan though that one's an interesting one because it could be especially with special effects that you have now like if you if you do it in like a Blade Runnery type of thing, uh, visually at least, I think that could be very successful. But have you seen the Blade yeah. Runner Adult Swim show? By the way, Mm-mm. no, that is horrible. That is uh, uh, ungodly. I can't believe they allowed that on the air. It looks like PlayStation One cutscenes. Do you want to pull up the trailer to that oh. real quick, Hans, so people sure. know what we're talking uh-huh. about here? It's only it's a standard adult swim show. It's only about 12 minutes long. And I was pretty excited about this. Mm. Um, and then I watched 
couple of minutes of one episode, I was like, are you, are you serious right now? This feels like a sci-fi show from the early odds. Yeah, this feels like, I think it was Lex with two X's. That's what it looks like, except Lex probably had more fluid animation. It looks I, worse than that uh, Final Fantasy movie that we talked about. Well, Final Spirits Fantasy Within? Spirits Within yeah. also has fluid animation, which makes it easy to watch, even if the, the designs Oof. are older. This is really bad. What year was this made? Uh, this year. No. <laughs> yes, this, is, this started airing in late 2021. There was a lot of hype around this, and then it quietly just dropped on Adult Swim after a couple of years. Um, and now nobody talks about it. They just did another announcement like Blade Runner going to series for a live action show or something. Hmm. People, I don't even think people know this exists, and it's on TV right now. That looks so bad. It looks like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. Yeah. Uh, if Adult Swim wants to pay any of us to just play Cyberpunk 2077 on stream, it will look better and be better than this in every possible way. From a Psychonaut from the PlayStation 1, I think it was. Uh, that was active in the Cyberpunk world, but it's anime. Uh, yeah, this looks horrendous. I just I, it looks, I, I'm in awe. That looks like Tekken two. That is a Tekken cutscene. <laughs> that is a straight up Tekken cutscene. Martial law is being know. introduced. <laughs> it's an original Xbox cutscene. You know, that sucks. They should have been much more protective of the Blade Runner name. Yeah, I, I'm just the fact that this made it to air and wasn't like a YouTube original or something. Like, what was the? Uh, was it Mishima or some or some cutscene channel Machinima? where people make movies? Yeah, Machinima. Machinima, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, that's how Rooster Teeth you know what got this, to start. Yeah, you know what yeah. this what this feels like? Uh, whenever you would see a, a trailer of like the Resident Evil one or two showing cutscenes like that, well, actually, no, never mind. I, I started watch uh, started playing uh, Resident Evil one, uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember how that starts, but it's just really bad actors on like a field and they're running away from zombies but it's like just it's it's it's, it's really bad uh but it kind of reminded me of that whenever you will play one of those games and the cutscenes look good for the time and then you play the game and it's like oh this looks nothing like those well, that, that's the fun cute. thing about the early playstation games is they just hired whatever like white actors lived in japan at that time so they're like the quality of acting didn't matter because they couldn't tell if they were acting well or not because the english right. was obviously second language at best so you had just a bunch of nobodies showing up and dressing up as like very Halloween store costume-esque characters. And uh, Resident Evil has great, great deliveries from some of these people. Um, also, I don't know if you guys were big fans of Twisted Metal back in the day, but there's a lot of lost cutscenes from that first game with some actors here. Why um, is this like fucking worth Because quality? it was PlayStation. It's going to be 360p. <laughs> I was a Twisted Wait. Metal fan. I love Twisted Metal. There's um, mm-hmm. uh, Hans, if you want to look up real quick, Sweet Tooth Ending, PlayStation oh my 1 Twisted God, Metal. I remember this. You've seen it before? Yeah, the Sweet Tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the whole premise, I guess, of Twisted Metal, which was lost on me at the time because it was just a cool car game when I was playing that when I was like 12 or 13, is you win Twisted Metal, which is like a cannonball run meets uh, Battle Royale. And Calypso, who's like this weird long-haired guy who has no face or something in, in the first game, will grant you a wish. And um, there's a bunch of really terribly acted end scenes that were not included on the game um, in favor of like a scroll. Cause I guess they had to make space or something, or they just didn't like how it came out that I discovered recently. Cause I was watching a lot of resident evil documentaries for the show we did on it. And um, it linked me over to twisted metal. And I got in this hole and I found these, these endings. Hans, do you have anything on that? There's one that's animated. Is that the one you're talking about? No, 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 no. It's PlayStation one. It's real people. Oh, uh, well, give me one second. Uh, there's a 37 minute of every ending, Ooh. but let me see if I can. It's on there. It's the first one. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. It's got it. All right. Oh, one <clears throat> this oh, sweet man. tooth, lost ending. Wow. So this was probably just filmed in some random LA uh, garage in 1995 or six. And uh, this is for the the Hallmark character of Sweet Tooth. This is Double Dragon again. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet Tooth in this game, I guess, uh, just kidnapped some random Asian woman. Um, you like how the mouth doesn't really fit the dialogue. No, this is clearly dubbed after that. Wouldn't it be cool to have an army of shirtless uh, naked people? <laughs> Gene, Gene wearing bad guys. <laughs> The threshold for like what is considered good writing (laughs) was so unbelievably low for video games up until like 2004 or five, I want to say. The same with acting, apparently. All right. This is like mankind. He's just going to talk yeah. to his hand. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I like how the idea here is that the guy who can grant you any wish and it has like magic on his side is somehow caught off guard in this moment. By a guy pulling out a machine gun. Couldn't he just wish to have a face too? Like just could, you know. What realm? This is like a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burbank. You guys are both sick. Oh, this is one of the developer's girlfriends who just showed up that mm-hmm. day. All right, that's enough. 
Oh, is that it? This is what they replaced it with, is this scroll here. That stinks. I don't know which one's worse. I guess this one's shorter, probably, right? Yeah, we don't need to watch anymore. All right. All right. I think think we're good. We're at the two-hour mark now for for movies. So, uh, you know what? We did talk about The Punisher quite quite well and at length. Uh, We did did those three movies and the Netflix series even justice uh, compared to The Weatherman and the Family, which I feel like we did talk just enough about on the first show we did with you, Frank. So, um, anyway... I, I know you're kind of a discreet fellow, so you don't really have anything to promote. But uh, Real sneaky. You, yes. It's be- probably better that way, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but Hans, if you want to promote something, you want to promote, what is it, Bollywood Bollywood link for your pre- premiere film, your debut? Yeah, well, what's World-renowned Bolly... entertainer, Han, Hans Lam. <laughs> what is it? Bo- International Friends, comedian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Russell Peters of our time, wouldn't you say, Hans? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I make all of those jokes about my dad beating me up for being a bad Indian. Uh, yeah, it's just, but you wiping your dad's ass because he had too many medical issues. <laughs> all right, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bollyfan.com. Uh, Bolly. Yeah, an internationally renowned comedian and entertainer. I've let's never see. The, hold on. Let's even... just see the page real quick, since that's how we started the show. That's how we'll end the show. Okay. First yeah. appearance, movie, mass day, or is it uh, comfort systems? And it's comfort just not a line. Movie, TV credits, good stuff. A lot of. I don't of... even know who this character is from Comfort Systems. Who the fuck is Ivan? <laughs> Ivan you. Latimer. You're... That's me making a pedophile joke about you. Oh, um, <laughs> there's a bit about oh, this rapist was caught, and I put up a photo of you in glasses oh, in, yeah. in someone's kitchen, and that's yeah, where I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah. he could play a glasses-wearing rapist again, <laughs> and that's this character now. So this is yeah. see humble beginnings. But you're not really a rapist yeah. in the film. You're just a, a dastardly man. I'm just fun. I'm a fun guy. A fun, fun fellow. <laughs> An internationally renowned comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing at you from a different country. It's, so. Yes, it's technically correct. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That's Those Indians got me. Got me right. God damn. That's, that's great. How do you... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. What? No, no, no. I just re- I remember how you became aware of this, but yeah. Yeah. So but maybe that's the that's the market we should sell the movie to, like the Indian market. We just need a couple of scenes where I'm we dancing. We need a dance sequence. And- yes. Can you, want, can you come back to the States for a week so we can get the choreography down? We just record each other, just uh, uh, dancing in front of a green screen and just put them all together <laughs> just, yeah. just, just five minutes of it yeah it'll be like yeah. Macbeth. it'll be great um yeah yeah i i don't know we'll see what happens with this mass state lottery not to be a tease or anything but i might have had a phone call only a week ago with an a-list director about this film so we'll see we'll see where that goes i don't know if people pay all attention right. they know what's happening maybe they have assumptions that they can make but I'm excited about where things are going with Mass State Lottery. And we'll see, we'll see what happens with this film when it comes out. 
tentatively. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan is uh, yeah. Oh, you got me. Oh, oh, Mike Flanagan. <laughs> you know anything about our history with Mike Flanagan? Uh, he's a no. fucking, He's he's such an annoyance. Um, I well, didn't we just talk about this on the last show? I was telling somebody about this. But yeah. Mike Flanagan, who directed Doctor Sleep and does all those very popular horror shows on Netflix, um, is not a fan of ours because of some episode we. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what: I'm not typically conspiracy minded here, most of the time. But our episode on his film Doctor Sleep got removed from iTunes and Sp- I believe Spotify as well. Not long after he discovered the tweet of mine saying Dr. Sleep was the worst thing to happen to film. <laughs> it just it randomly disappeared mm-hmm. and no other episode ever, ever has that ever been the case. So I think it's a little fishy personally. I think he put in a call to somebody. I wound up blocked on Twitter for that one tweet, never tweeted at him. He found it or whatever. Hans also blocked. Never a yep. good sign. Yep. And uh, Jerry, who's another guy in our group, got blo- he didn't even do nothing. And then yeah. Mike Flanagan was digging through the old tweets of our fourth guy in our group and responded to one where he tried to like persuade him that his movie was good or something. So he, <laughs> the original Josh Trank approach, not agreeing. <laughs> so I guess Flanagan yeah. has more integrity than Josh Trank by, by <laughs> logic. Um, but yeah, he's been a, you know, he's been a nemesis, I guess, since, since that time. Anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't dare take his phone call, Hans. <laughs> oh, I would. Yeah, it's like, yeah, how much? Yeah. <laughs> what do you offer? You millionaire Netflix person? Sure, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Let's just see his soft round face. Yeah, he's got a, he's he's got a very baby esque look to him. Anyway, <laughs> that's been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.